Good evening, everyone, and welcome to our special Friday edition of Fandom Access. Due to technical difficulties on Tuesday, we are doing it tonight. Bear with me, everyone, as I wait for Blog Talk Radio to load because it's being difficult still. But at least I was able to call in this time. So as soon as I finish getting logged in, I will welcome in my co-host, and we will get started right away because we have a ton to talk about. So what we got tonight? We have Daryl Dixon, the real estate, um, Wheel of Time, Ahsoka, Invasion, The Changeling, Quantum Leap, Loki, and I think that's it. <laughs> Almost there. Almost got my girls in. Come on. There we go. That's one. That's Hello. Hello, <laughs> Hello ladies. Hello. I was uh, sorry. Hi, yeah. Guys. I, it, it's funny. I had the screen loaded up like I usually do prior, but because it's been sitting for a minute, it logged out and it just took forever to log back in. <laughs> I, I was worried that we were going to have. Uh, some another reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. It's nice. just, it just takes a time to load. I All do right. want to mention before I forget, and granted, we don't have a link yet, and I'm not sure where everything's at, but starting in December, I think like the second week in December, we're going to be moving off of Blog Talk Radio on the StreamYard. So, um, you know, people look out on the page for a link for once I find out where it is and we learn how to do it <laughs> because we're not going to be able to be on the dog talk radio. So. Okay. Fresh start. A revised right. start and new location. But he's using StreamYard, so we're going to be cool. moving on over. I, I forgot in my opening, I, with all the confusion of trying to get it to start, I forgot to happy Friday the 13th, everybody. <gasps> For some of our our shows here that have a horror-esque aspect to it. So, all right. So, ladies, take it away with Daryl Dixon. Okay. Daryl Dixon. I forget the name of what happened in this episode. Is this where he's in the arena? I'm not sure. Yes. Well, no. So, this episode, I forget the title of it. I'll have to look it up. I'll tell you what it was. It was a flashback to how Daryl came to be in France. And then um, there was a part of the story. It ends with Daryl in the arena. There's a lot of speechifying okay. by Janae. Daryl and Daryl, I forget why he even goes there. And also, I guess get, Daryl gets captured. Oh, yeah, because because he's on the run with Laurent, and Laurent cuts the boat loose because he's, he's like, oh, Daryl, don't, you'll go, everyone I love goes away. 
and he cuts the boat loose. Daryl yells at him. They get captured, and separately, Quinn and Isabel go to meet with Janae, and Janae's like, um, surprise, surprise, I'm not a good person. And then she makes a big speech like she's a dictator or something, and it ends with, like, Daryl has to go to the arena, and there's yeah. a super zombie in there. I thought this was yeah. a bad episode. I thought it was generally um, some of the worst things about fear, about Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. Some of my worst frustrations have crept into this, fit into this episode. Um, I thought it was mostly preposterous. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I, mean, it, I don't remember specific details about this episode to know, like, what you're talking about if you don't explain. But I will, um, yeah. I, I think the one thing I want to mention, though, I think the, the most important, I mean, the, the one thing, obviously, is, is the experimented walkers and whether these have anything to do with the walkers from world beyond is neither here nor there. But um, the other important thing in this episode, the big thing in this episode is that uh, Daryl uh, talks to Carol on the radio. Oh, well, I don't think that was the big, I mean, well, that wasn't the big thing. The super zombie, the, the, like the Captain America zombie, like they give it a super serum shot in his neck and it becomes like this great. I mean, that was a big reveal. Carol. I mean, yeah, he talks to Carol on the, that was a big surprise, right? Uh, yeah, I, I would say it is the number two, like right below. Well, you're right. The I mean, other it's a big thing deal. Is that everybody's talking about, and I'll, I'll be honest, when I watched it the first time, I didn't even notice she said that. So clearly, people are paying closer attention than I am, but um, or at least than I did at the time. But before she cuts out, she says to him that somebody came back. Yeah, you didn't notice that. Or at at least least I don't remember noticing that. It's yeah. been so. It's been months. It's possible I, I yeah. saw it just at this point, don't remember. But the point is, is obviously everybody thinks that she's talking about Rick. Now, whether or not she is, I don't, I have no clue. Um, but that's no. kind of what's going around. And that's why I'm saying it's kind of a big thing because it yeah. could potentially be hitting at the that. The voice and drops out. He says, yeah. she says someone came back and Daryl says, who came back? And, the, and I don't think it's out. Rick. I mean, it could be just an Easter egg foreshadowing the Rick and Michonne show. I think yeah, it's Morgan. It I think Morgan is going to come back based on what we saw at the end of Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, that's possible too, yeah. I didn't think of that. But um, it, it's either or My point is, is that everybody's talking about it. That's why I'm saying it's kind of one of the, the, the bigger yeah. points to the episode. And, well, um, and so and so read the press release. Um, oh, go ahead. She, yeah, I've read it. I've heard it, the, so go ahead. Yeah, the next season is the Book of Carol. So she's clearly going to be a main part. Wait, I mean, as far as wait, the book, I haven't heard that. Carol becomes a, will be a series regular next season. I didn't. That's hear what it's I mean. She's Carol. Be, yeah. So obviously she's going to oh. be a part of the season. Is what I'm saying. I don't know about that. I I consider maybe he's just going to be. She's going to be in regular radio, and her voice will. Sh- I mean, Melissa McBride. I don't think has changed her mind that she's going to move to France. I think. I, I think maybe know. he'll talk to her on the radio uh, once guessing. in a while. I honestly have absolutely no clue. So people who are listening yeah. don't think that I'm saying that like I know something. I don't. I just yeah. assumed from what the press release said that that was the case. And she is, as far as I know, I think it said she was a series regular, though. So I assumed that meant that they'd be interacting. But I don't know. What well, do I know? We've, we've, been, we've been tricked before. So it's hard oh, and, and let me tell you. Like, I can't take another person going across the ocean in a rowboat. So if, she, if he goes to America or she goes to France, either way, I'd be pissed. Uh, because we already had to watch 
it utterly okay. The, the whole story. Can we get into the nitty gritty of this episode? Because we saw this flashback of how Daryl basically gets kidnapped on this ship yeah. in France, and I don't understand why is it necessary to import zombies from Maine. Daryl apparently was in Maine, which I don't. Who knows why he went to Maine? Um, but Daryl's in Maine, and and he, you know, we can skip over how it happens, but he ends up getting like basically shanghaied and taken to France. And uh, wh- why are they collecting zombies in Maine and sending them to France? And right, like, is that, why is, assume it has to do with the experiments, but why they needed them from Maine is beyond me. Because why can't they just use the walkers in France? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, from what we've seen, there appear to be plenty of walkers in France. Yeah, and also. Why also, would you want to add it, more? Also, <laughs> more what? Well, okay, let's say you ran out of zombies in the greater Paris area. There's France, and France touched like there's the entire continent of Europe, and 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 right, like it yeah. touches all these other countries. Like, and if you like, why wouldn't you? Okay, you got a boat. You could go to right across the English Channel to England and get some zombies. Like, why would you cross the ocean to get zombies? Because Daryl's there. That's why you would cross the ocean for that. Because you well, have to bring Daryl. Well, well, here's the other thing. They they I appear to have... They, it's not clear why they're capturing humans also, except I think they needed to feed the zombies. And that's the second preposterous thing, because you don't need to feed zombies. Like, why need you feed zombies yeah. on the way across? Zombies don't need to eat, right? Like, why were they right. feeding the zombies? I mean, we know they get slower when they don't eat, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, the only thing I can think, and, and I, this is just a way out there theory, because listening to what you said that made me wonder. We do know that at the end of The Walking Dead, they had the zombies that seemed to maybe possibly be stronger or smarter. Yeah. Remember at yeah. the very end? Maybe... Yeah. They're aware of that in France, and maybe that's why they took those zombies. Like, maybe they needed the ones in America. And I honestly don't know. That's just like a wacky, you made me wonder. I hadn't really thought about the fact that they were bringing zombies over. The only thing I thought about the fact is that it brought Daryl over, which is why that was kind of the point. And whether or not the fact the zombies are on there with him, I don't know if it's relevant or not. But um, that's the only thing I can think is that maybe they know the ones in America are different. I, I don't know. I really don't. I mean, or maybe for the experiments, maybe they're seeing if walkers in different countries are different. Who knows? With this show, it's hard to tell. But um, at least we know okay. how he got there now. I appreciate your wild speculation there and trying to come up with something because nothing really probably makes not. sense why they would <laughs> do that. But how, how they would know. Also, it, it bothers me that, okay, you know how I'm always complaining that everybody has walkie-talkies that work all the way across mm-hmm. Texas? Mm-hmm. Daryl's got a radio that works from Paris to Alexandria. I, it's a ham radio, I guess, right? Ham radio can work around the does world. Does he talk to her in Paris, or does he talk to her when he's in Maine? I thought he talked to her when he was in Maine. Or am I wrong? No. It, oh, I'm trying to remember. The, yes, he's in Maine. Yeah, he breaks he into that guy's office. Tell, yeah. I'm looking at a recap on CBR. It says he yeah, tells he her breaks, he's in Maine. So, yep. yeah. He breaks into that the office. That's when he tells her he's in Maine. Yeah, because yeah. calling from Paris is a little... A little too far fetched, I guess, even for Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But the whole thing—it's it, ridiculous. And you know, I, I gotta also sympathize with the people online who are are have been talking since the beginning of the season about like, do you know how much fuel it takes for that boat to run? And 
uh, like maybe it's like, zombie powered. Maybe they're pushing it. I, I can't, but like it can't be right. Like I, like, I don't know. Like I know, I know, I know you're not serious. It, it's thousands of gallons, no, right. possibly tens of thousands of gallons of fuel. There's no way they could, if you had that much fuel at your disposal, like aren't there better things to use it for than catching zombies? Yeah. And, like it. Just, I don't know. I mean, I gotta give up the fuel thing. I've been complaining for years about yeah, the fuel thing, I, I, and I gotta I give it up, right? Don't let it bother me. You, I mean, I get it, and you're totally right. But I've gotten to the point where I don't even—I don't know if it's good or bad that I don't think about it. But like when it comes to that kind of science, I just sort of ignore it. The same way I ignore—we joke around about the fact they can cross the country in one day, and they always find each other. That's the other thing yeah. that you gotta like ignore yeah. with this show. It's just kind of the way it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, you are totally right with that. Um, but you know, it's neither here nor yeah. there. The point is, it came over on the yeah. bus. Yeah. And, and you know, um, obviously, Janae knows that he lived through that. I mean, not that she hasn't known it before, but I mean, now she outright sees him. So. Well, and so Janae is. is I got to tell you, I was really pretty bored at the end of the episode when she's making her big speech about how. I don't know, like, we are one France, and we're one people, and blah, 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 and, and she, like, it was boring. Like, at that point, I was like, oh, here's a typical walking, like, it's a Negan speech. It's a governor speech. It's a Pope speech. It's a, it's a, like, every person we've had, like, right? Like, in that moment, I was like, here we are watching the very typical walking dead crazy villain who's like... Like she, like there's all people cheering, right? There's like a cult of personality around Janae, of people yeah. who are cheering for her. It's like the Steel Day or something. And then, like we have, how many times have we seen people forced to fight zombies in a, in, a, in an arena? I mean, we saw it. Uh, yeah, Negan made people do it. The governor that, made people tough. do it. Oh yeah, remember the, the when the people lived in the mm-hmm. in the like every every spinoff has had it. Every mm-hmm. it's been on Fear the Walking Dead has been on Walking Dead, like. Like, uh, although you look cool. <laughs> I mean, well, that. I mean, but no, it's I, so I dumb. And like, if you if you if you think Daryl's dangerous, just kill him. Like, it's okay. Also, Jamie, I, I, look, I'm not ranting at you. You are gonna. I'm sure you're thinking the same thing. The show is called Daryl Dixon. There is zero chance that Daryl is killed or injured in this big cliffhanger they leave at the end of the episode, right? Right. Although to be fair, that's true of most shows. I mean, if there's like a lead, usually you you know the lead is going to be okay. I mean, well, yeah. You know, with Walking Dead, maybe not, but well, yeah. But but I'm saying like like what is the ruse of leaving that as some kind of interest? Like the reveal of yeah, the zombie, really I could see. I would agree with you there. I could see. I can see. The reveal of the super zombie maybe is worthy of like a last minute cliffhanger, but the idea that Daryl is going to be forced to fight it is not something that really worries me or even interests me because he's going to kill it. He has a weapon and he'll kill it. And and so why Janae doesn't just kill him? Why that guy who Scarface, Tattoo Face, doesn't kill him? And also Janae had been very anti like she previously has said Laurent represents hope and people can't be allowed to have hope it's too dangerous and I assume she wanted to kill Laurent but now her thing is to force Laurent and Isabel to watch Daryl be killed presumably is her plan right like and also why would anybody like it to everybody in Paris who's watching 
Daryl's just like some dude that didn't even know he's American or whatever, right? Like having a guy. Well, maybe they're enjoying. In. Maybe they like to watch the fights, like in the other ones. Well, yeah, but it's it's not like you know sometimes like like they have no criminals stake in it. You're right. right. Like, is he a famous criminal? Is he a famous gladiator? Is he like right. when you know, like when well, Hulk fought I, I in the arena, he was maybe, the hero. Do they maybe know he was with Laurent, though? I mean, I, I the only thing I can think is it's kind of like. They're saying maybe she's kind of like going to be, and I don't, you know, I mean, maybe not yet, but maybe she's going to yeah. be kind of like they lost, you know, they didn't make it wherever they were going. If people, yeah, might, I mean, because obviously some people knew he was taking him, but yeah. how many of the people knew, I don't know. You might think there's something wrong with me, but I actually thought it would be kind of interesting. They should have put Laurent in the arena and be like, oh, if you're really the savior of humankind, you'll survive. The zombie won't kill you. Um and I was thinking of the dream that, that Daryl had where Laurent yeah. plays and the zombies just walk around him and don't, like, bite him or whatever. And, I, w- I mean, I guess this show is not going to go that there. Actually, but Yeah, but that actually but, would make more sense and would be more exciting. And you wouldn't know for sure if they were going to kill him or not because he's not as important as Daryl. So yeah. that's, that's not a bad idea. But then again, a lot of our ideas are better than the writers a lot of times, so we can't yeah. go. But yeah. I mean, I don't think it was a horrible episode. I, I, I get I it do. wasn't one of the best out of the six. I don't know if it bothered me as much as it bothered you. But, um, you know, it, it's the penultimate one. It's getting to the end, so at least it's starting to, you know, move. I mean, not that it hasn't been moving forward, but, I mean, it's moving towards the end of it. Yeah, I think it's the worst. It was number four, maybe. I think it's the worst of the four five, so far. I think. Yeah. All right, it was. It was I think it's the five. worst one yet. Yeah, five. Partly because it's absolutely right. so, preposterous. Um, yeah. So, sounds sounds like a perfect segue to move on to surreal estate. Um. Okay. I'm I keeping track of time. Really quick tonight. before I forget, though. Um, the yeah. interview with the one who plays Laurent and Balu. That is up, and um, the interview with the uh, performers who play Janae and Cadrone will be up within the next couple days. I was not – my email was going into my spam folder, and I didn't have the file to transcribe it, so I would have liked to have had it up a couple days ago, but I finally got the file. So within the next day or so, it'll be up, too, um, as, you know, a pre-finale piece. Okay. And then – Beer is coming, Next obviously. The finale, we'll, yeah. We'll some of that too. All right, let us move on to surreal estate. Okay. Now, I just want to say before you guys start, having seen a lot of this season so far, I will say this episode is very slow, <laughs> and the first couple were not my favorite because I really loved this show last season, and I I didn't really love the first couple. Certain parts of it I did, like I think the, the bad guy in this one with the, the child's voice I think was really creepy, like I did like that part, but I know some of the other parts are sort of like they're kind of slow, but it does get better. I'm just going to say, because I know you guys didn't like this one, and I, I didn't love it either, if I'm totally honest. It, it was kind of slow, but um, it does get better. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Yeah, well, so I watched it. And I can't really remember what, like, the mystery of the week. I remember those people, like, their house was haunted, and they were, like, wanting Susan. Susan's basically taking over control of the firm while um, Luke is on leave, right? Which he's not happy um, with. Uh, 
I felt like yeah, they should have been more. I think the problem is to me, and this is what surprises me because usually I wouldn't have said this, but I feel like with this episode, I almost would have rather had more of the monster of the week and less of the character thing because I really? feel like the part, I, I don't know. I feel like that was the slow part of the episode for me. You don't, maybe it's just because, and the other thing is a lot of it, I think might've also been because it's kind of like trying to catch us up to what we, in case we didn't see season one. So, and I know sometimes season premieres because of that are a little bit slower, but that's to me what it felt like, like all the catch up was just like a little slow to me. Uh, um, I mean, I, I think it really focused a lot on Susan, but she's a character that, I really grew to like over last season. I don't yeah. know, are you watching this, or is this a Karen, just a Karen and Jamie recap? He's quiet, so maybe he's not watching this show with us. It's a Karen and Jamie um, recap. I have never watched a real okay. estate. I don't know how you oh, guys okay, keep forgetting okay. that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, I thought he did. Too. I mean, um, I... I mean, I kind of uh, – so I kind of liked that. So, And, again, I can't remember what the Monster of the Week was, except I remember that couple was like um, they moved they're out of the house because – they're remodeling and they yeah. moved out of the house because they needed Susan to, like, do a better job of getting rid of the – nobody can talk to the ghosts anymore, which was what made them so successful. And August right. has been trying to, like, invent some equipment that would help yeah. them to um, – to, to be able to, to talk to ghosts and, and have to get out, whatever. Yeah, the but, um, the main story was with um, a murderer that was like in the walls of the house, and he like sang like a little kid. Oh, right, the Lord right, people right, in. Right. It was creepy. Yeah. I liked that. It was creepy. Part. Yeah. I just felt like mm-hmm. some of the other stuff was a little slow to me in this episode. And you said you thought See, this one was slow too, though, right? Didn't you? Well, at first I did, but I, I guess I came to really appreciate, like, yeah, so it did go to that part. It wasn't as bad. I mean, sometimes the Ghost of the Week is not that interesting. He was scary, but it was a pretty run-of-the-mill Ghost of the Week, right? And a pretty, it, like, it really was not the focus. And they had to get him out or whatever. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of liked the way... You know, they've all pulled together, and they're doing a good job of keeping the firm floating, and everyone's very concerned about Luke, though. They're, they're still, you know, they still are his friends, and he's sort mm-hmm. of really, he's really keeping himself at a distance. And um, then when he does like, come in, he's very, very condescending to Susan. He's a and is very like, like Yeah, like completely. He's a, he's a, and maybe that's why I didn't like it as much either, and I, maybe that's part of it, because I like him a lot, and I like did not like him. I mean, you're not supposed to like him in this episode, but I'm wondering if maybe that's part of it. Like, I was, like, mad at him, you know? Like, he was I mean, he wasn't just, he wasn't just condescending to Susan. He was a jerk to everyone, I thought, and I thought yeah, he really, I thought he expressed zero appreciation for them keeping his business going without him and that they had like tried to check on him and stuff. Right. He, he was, a yeah, everyone and like, like I don't want to say jealous, but it's almost kind of like, he's like, I can't do it my way. So I don't think you should be able to do it right either. Does that make sense? Like I almost get kind of that, like Susan still has her powers and like, he doesn't have his. And I think that he's so ticked off that he doesn't, even though he won't admit it. Like, I think that it's just made him, like, really crabby, you know, for... Uh, Well, I mean, it's beyond crabby. It's, 
afraid. No, I, I mean, know. I said he's just kind of yelling at everybody and like just been nah. I mean, I, I do, I do think that you're right that you know the night that he lost his powers was also the night that Susan really came into full power. Like she mm-hmm. embraced her powers and learned to control her powers and to embrace her powers like the mm-hmm. same night. And she saved everybody's That's lives true. that night. Right. So I think, mm-hmm. uh, but, but I think also Luke has not really been honest. Like we saw in this episode, it's not just that he lost like his powers and, and who he was. made his business right. successful. He lost his ability to talk. He lost his father. It's like his father died again. That too. Yeah. But it's also like that's who he's become. I mean, that his ability to talk to the ghost is what makes him able to do his job the right way. And I think he right, but, feels kind of lost. But I mean, I think it's way more than that, right? He 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 lost. Yes. I mean, he lost. And he can't so talk to his father he, anymore. Either, you're right. Well, he learned things about his mother that were like oh, unbelievable to him. He learned that he had a twin sister who died. And her ghost hates him, right? Like he, he and everything he thought about his mother. You watched the finale because I don't remember. I did, that. I did. And not like, <laughs> not like his father had been lying to him for his entire life. Like he yeah, was led to believe that his lie. mother. That. He was led to believe that his mother abandoned them. Turns out the baby twin died, and then the ghost of the twin drove the mother insane on purpose because she was an angry bitch. And then the father just lied to Luke his entire life about why his mother left him. Like, he's totally mentally screwed up, and it's totally justified, and he has not admitted any of it, like, even to himself, except saying that he misses his father, right? Um, yeah, and I think that he's lashing out at everybody. Yeah, he is. You're right. Realize, you know, um, he needs to, like, look at himself and realize why he's acting like that, but he's kind of but, blocking but it out. Even when, even when Zoe calls him out, and was like, I can't believe she's a jerk. Like, she, she's breaking her back to save your business, and you're a total jerk. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. But he's, he's not sorry. He doesn't really no. say he's, he's not very effective at be, being sorry, right? Yeah. And then, even though he doesn't have his powers, he still acts like he knows everything, and he's going to take over the case and just get rid of the ghost and deal with it, right? And he almost gets everybody killed. And he still yeah. doesn't say he's sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's not, he's, not he's very nice. the, right now. He's the worst. He's beyond not very nice. He's the worst right now. Yeah, um, and like I said, uh, I think maybe that's part of why I didn't like this episode as much is just kind of his attitude, because he's such. And to me, he's such a like important part of the show. And and I mean, I get it. That's what the this is a story. I'm not saying he shouldn't be there, but it's like I think I just kind of miss. I don't know his his charismatic version of the character i guess maybe well i mean i mean i don't know how much you've seen it's one episode and then there's another thing that susan fell in love with a house that she wants to move into in the house right the the house is possessed and like talking through or there's a ghost and it's like talking to her through alexa uh so probably something or an alexa type thing Yeah. Okay. Alexis. A smart speaker. She has a smart yes. speaker in the house. Um, we don't want to say which corporate. We don't really. It's not anything. It's no, I know. Alexa. Uh, but you're right. You're right. Let's not impugn. Google is just as evil as Amazon. Um, yeah. Or you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, I guess there's something up with it. <laughs> and uh, she. Uh, 
and doesn't seem to see it for some reason. I mean, I, I don't know, but I feel like that's going to be a multi-episode story or maybe even a season-long story, right? Um, yeah, I would. Yeah. Oh, you know what surprised me? That Megan is totally dumping him and moving away, right? Like, I know that yeah, at the now, end of last And the thing is, the reason that she didn't want to be with him before was because of all the ghost stuff, and now he doesn't even see the ghost. So it's kind of, like, ironically sad, I guess. <laughs> it is, better. although she, she apparently finished law school in one season. and uh, Law school? Med school? Med school. Med school, she, med I think. School? She finished med school in, like, since last season. Like maybe she was in her last year of med school when we met her. I don't know. But she finished med school, and mm-hmm. she's moving away to go do her residency, right? So, granted, people do have to move wherever they can in the country. You can't just be lucky enough to get placed in the city where you live, right, for your residency. So, or whatever she's doing, fellowship, some sort of whatever she has to move away for. I get that. Um, and I get that maybe... Like, I can see why she wanted to, like, so she sold her house, which has, like, a hell, it's not a hell mouth, but it has, like, a portal in the basement of her house, right? She sold mm-hmm. it to that, to that, um, that horror novelist from last season. The one Their who likes customer. to go into the, um, haunted places he, to write his novels. Yeah, he rents a haunted house for every novel that he writes. He's, like, their best customer. Um, that was kind of fun. But, so... Here's the thing. I, I was surprised that she's done the game and moving away, but I assume she'll be back because do, would you really bring the actress back just for one episode or would you just explain it away and be like, oh, he's also bummed because Megan moved away? Like, do you, like, yeah, the fact right. that they wrote her into the episode and didn't just have her write a letter or have it be exposition made me think she's not gone for good. Yeah, probably. you're probably right. Like, maybe Luke will start being nice and talk to people and tell her that he loves her and she would come back. I don't know. So I thought it was slow when I first watched it. Sitting on it for a week, I kind of liked it better. I I think that we don't always get super heavy character development on a show like this. And this first episode was a lot of character development. Or a lot of development has happened off screen in the last six months and they had to give it to us, right? Yeah, I would say that's more accurate. There's a lot more recapping what we missed, what the show didn't show us. Yeah, like what the, the growth and movement of the character. Also, I almost texted you while I was watching it because the actor that plays Father Phil looks so different to me that I was like, did they recast Father Phil? I don't know what happened if that guy, like, gained weight or lost weight or shaved or cut his hair or something. Did he have curly but he... hair before? I'm looking at the picture. Yeah. I'm thinking, did he have curly hair? I can't remember. I, thought they... I was like, did they recast that guy? And I looked on the cast, but it's the same guy. He just... I don't know what it is. He does look different. Now that you said that, you're right. He does. I, I don't know what it is. I'd have to go back and like, look at pictures. It's see. not like he's a kid and he grew six inches, but he looked really... I was like, did they recast that guy? No, they didn't. I looked him up. But... So it's... Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't. I um. I didn't. Uh, I liked it better after I sat on it for a little while. Okay. So. All right. We'll Sounds like what, you two are it, wrapping that one. It's on tonight, right? Yeah. We are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that. All right. Be new so. And I'm not sure what Jamie's. Really that was the only other thing I was going to say. That the houses and the areas what? are always very nice to look at. That was my other. My oh, other, yeah. Uh, but, all right. Yeah. Okay, Loki. 
or you want to do okay. Wheel of Time? No, Loki's fine. I just Loki's fine. I just I wasn't sure what you've watched. Yeah, I've watched both. Wow. I as I watched Loki, you know what I thought? Maybe I should have done what, what Karen did, watch the finale. <laughs> That's what I was thinking through half of the show. I was trying to remember like the stuff about the um whatever his name is, the guy at the end of the universe. And looking up stuff, trying to understand how it connects to the other Marvel stuff and totally not remembering a lot of it. Um, But I don't know that watching the end of Loki would have never necessarily helped me there. But there's a lot in this episode. I feel like it was really good, but there was, like, so much going on in here. that like, it it kind of was like a bounce-off-the-wall episode, I felt like. Like, there was a lot. Not that it was bad. It was good. It just there was a lot going on. He who remains. Um, I watched. I didn't watch the finale. I watched the entire first season over again. Um, oh, wow. Over several over several days. It's only like six episodes, right? Six or eight yeah, episodes. Yeah, six like episodes, that. I think. Um, okay. And yeah. and and I was reminded how much I liked the season last <laughs> season, and I and I, yeah, I really that. felt like it it benefited from being watched straight through. But the season finale was not super great. Like all that, all that he who must remain, he who remains stuff. I, I mean, it, it was the season finale, but it was also designed to like to lead into the next phase of the MCU, right? Um, and to and go had lead into Quantum Mania too, right? Because a lot of it. That's what I was yeah. trying to remember is like how it connected. Yeah, in that well, I didn't. I never saw Quantum Mania. Remains, yet, but oh, you didn't. Okay. No. He, he who remains is, is Kang. Who is yeah, the big can. villain of of Phase Five? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the Phase One, right? Five. Five, yeah, track. yeah, yeah. Um. So, it did help me a little bit with this episode, but it kind of didn't also because it is a bit of a fresh start. Like you, do, it's not a fresh start, but if you can remember that Loki like was killed. Um, and then he went to the end of the world and meets up with, with Sylvia. I think you can basically remember what happened. It's not that hard to really get back in, I think, with Loki's blooping back and forth through time because of the way he, he came back. You're not supposed to come back. Um, but it was, it was, I don't know, AJ, what did you think? How did you like this premiere? I liked it. I thought it was, it was a lot of fun. I loved OB. I loved that whole conversation they have when Loki, yeah, you know, was, he, Loki's like, when, when Loki was like, he's like, he's like, yeah, I went back in time, and you think, that's not possible, and, he thinks, and then, you know, Morbius is like, that's what I told him, and, and then he then he rips through time, and OB's like, oh, that's not possible, he goes, I don't have one of those, oh, wait, I have one right here, like, <laughs> yeah. like are you talking to Loki <laughs> in the past? At the same time, like yeah. that whole, What I think is good, though, I, about that is it also establishes their rules that the past can change, like it outright proves. I mean, I think they probably had that last season, but I mean, it's showing that like they can, you can definitely change things in that way because it oh, updates yeah. so quickly. <laughs> but yeah, his scenes were awesome. Yeah, that was funny. But uh, t- keep in mind though, the TVA rules might be different than real time travel rules. You know what I mean? Like, no, then again, Captain America went back in time and, Live out his life with Peggy, so yeah, 
Anyway. Yeah. Um, they've shown it before. But I yeah. Like outright right here. They've shown it. I mean, they, yeah, I think it's a, this, I think it's a very interesting start to the season, it, it, which is funny because it was, it was all over the place. Everything was just bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. Yeah, um, that's what I mean. <clears throat> everything. Yeah, the TVA is in complete shambles. Everybody's fighting amongst themselves. And mm-hmm. they're like, we can't stop the branches. And they're like, and guess what? It ain't going to stop. There's too many to try and stop it now. Yeah. Um, now, there was a post-credit scene was the other thing I was going to say as well. Oh, with Sylvie, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was... Yeah, with Sylvie and though. It kind of surprised me that they had it because they don't always have one, and especially yeah. like I could see the having there, there's one in the finale, but not in the premiere, and and she was very, um, I mean she, except for Loki's concern and wanting to find her, she wasn't really so much a factor in the action. It was easy almost no. to like not forget about her, but to set her aside, um, for most of this episode, right? Mhm. Because there was so much else going on, and she's, uh, um, uh, I mean, Loki's in love with her, or kind of. Is he in love with, interested and in, uh, drawn to her, attracted to her, whatever they are, right? Yeah. Um, and she. So one thing that this was a little bit of a like a. So this was fast-paced, kind of frenetic, kind of all over the place, some, like, good, like, chase scenes and some comedy and, you know, some stuff going on there. I mean, the time travel bit was a little – I'm hoping they're going to build that out a little bit more. Um, but but having just watched the end of last season, like, the closing moments of that last episode were so much, like – to me, there was so much on Hiddleston's face of, like, Loki's been betrayed, right? Loki, who betrays everyone all the time and doesn't really understand what he's doing. Like, Loki, in all the movies, he's always, like, betraying Thor, and Thor is sad, and Loki's like, ah, I'm the god of mischief. That's what I do. He, he's, like, incapable of understanding the pain he causes people, and, like, he finally felt that pain in the closing of the season finale, Right. And, yeah. and I was a little disappointed in the way they were like, he was like, we got to find her, we got to find her. And I, I'm not sure if his we got to find her was because he cares about her and wants to find her, which I think it was, or if he was I like, think, oh, my God, she's, she's trying to control the world. Like, we, like she unleashed the multiverse. It's bad. we got to find her. Like, because I, I just think it's that, more that, the, but that's the former. Yeah, yeah, and, and so I was a little bit like I was a little bit disappointed that they didn't he's play not that portrayal that he's feeling so yeah. much that I saw so much yeah. in the finale. Like to me, that was a, a moment of immense personal growth for him that sort of was swept away in this episode. Well, I feel like because, this episode was a little more silly, and it just mm-hmm. didn't quite. I, I so we may get back to that, right? With you, it was just there was so much, like I said, bouncing off the wall funny with this. I don't know that yep. it would have fit, but you're right. I kind of miss that too. Like he is so adamant to go after her, but he's not very emotional about it. He's more just yeah. like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. And like, and not, you know, not really putting yeah. as much into it. So yeah, I would agree with that. Well, yeah. you probably get more of that in the next episode. Cause, you know, it, it, 
if, yeah, if, if it got too heavy in this episode with what we had, it might have felt out of place. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. and plus, Loki might be, you know, Loki has never felt this way before from, you know, what we've seen. So he might not have a complete understanding of it himself. So you know, we might have to see him work, work through it. We talk about personal yep. growth, but it's like Loki finally feels something for somebody, and it's for himself. Technically, which yeah, is funny. yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, which, which yeah. actually makes perfect sense because there's nobody yeah, lo- Loki loves more than himself. Yeah, I know. That's why it's funny. But um, well, and yeah. and he who remains joked about it last, at the end of last season, right? He joked about it and was like, "Oh, you, yeah. you know." He he called Loki out on it and was like, "Oh, the irony that you finally like care about someone and it's you. It's a version of yourself, right?" Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it was fun. I mean, super great to see Kei Kwan, right? Kei Hui, I'm trying to say his name properly. Kei Hui Kwan, who just won the Oscar for Everything Everywhere All at Once. And who we, yep. right, who gave up acting for like from. 20 years. I knew him from yeah. somewhere on a piece of work. Yeah. Thank you. That's, yeah. Told me that. He's from, he's from yeah. Indiana Jones he's and Goonies, too. Yep. Yeah, he was back in the day. I, I thought he was great. I, I loved the way he played that character with that sort of like deadpan um, honesty. And like, I mean, he was a little bit of a, um, I mean, he's a guy who's worked downstairs for 400 years and no one ever came to visit him. And he's got this sort of nerdy, like, way of 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 dealing with people Um that I really, I really enjoyed the way he played it. I mean, that, yeah. the yeah. scenes between the three of them were, were to me maybe were the, the best like, part. Well, right? the best yeah. part of the show episode. Yeah. 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 And, and I really, I am not a fan of Owen Wilson, but Mobius is probably my favorite role that I've seen him in. Probably because I don't really like Owen Wilson. He, he, <laughs> to me, Owen Wilson is one of these actors that is always playing Owen Wilson. And I like to see a Wes Anderson film and, and like Owen Wilson is the character that I can't remember, you know, so I'm not putting him in the acting category of Nicholson or De Niro, but one of those actors that I never forget that they're the actor. They never, dis- for me, Owen Wilson never disappears into the character. He's always got that sort of like, I, I don't know, I guess because he always, maybe it's because his way of speaking is so distinctive and he's not an actor who ever changes his, his intonation or his rhythm, right? Maybe it's the voice. But uh, anyway, I'm not a fan of his. I really like him in this role, and I think he and Hiddleston, like, have a good chemistry as these two characters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like him in this. Yeah, this is my favorite Owen Wilson um, role, I think. Um, I love the part where he was trying to save Loki, although I don't know why he can't walk in that spacesuit. Um why it's so <laughs> why he's walking like it weighs five thousand pounds and he can't like drag it. Um I mean it was but I do really like how this show how the T V A is like I mean it should be it looks like it's from the fifties. Like I love the look of this they've got these super futuristic like wands they can stab you with and erase you from the prune you from the timeline. And they can do all this cool oh. stuff, and then it all looks like it's... Yeah, I had to ask you guys something, though. That was the one thing I, I wanted to ask you, because I couldn't quite figure out, and I even rewound it and still didn't figure it out. 
he had to prune himself at the right moment for yes. him to be able to come back. Who the hell pruned right. him? Yes. Did you understand we don't know. who pruned him? Oh, no, it was somebody. It was, we don't know. <laughs> I thought I missed something. I couldn't figure it out. Okay. It that was a little sense. too perfect, right? He finds Sylvie, and at that exact moment, someone prunes him, Sylvie. and we don't know, is it, like, I guess we'll find out if it's somebody important or, or is it random. Like, if it's random, it's going to be super annoying that it happened at the exact perfect moment. But we don't know. We never saw who it was. Okay. I thought maybe I misunderstood something. No. I, like, rewound it. It was still, like, it came through him. She didn't do it. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, um, considering they put Sylvie in the – in the in the um, the credits, yeah, but I'm assuming at some point soon, hopefully they're gonna meet back up. But I guess it might well, be I'm a sure. while. Maybe well, why I, they stuck for Well, I mean, it'd be kind of stupid to, for them not to for him not to find her and kind of defeat the purpose. Right. Um, but I mean, it might be a while. It's hard to say. How quick it's gonna happen? I don't know. Well, and and she. I mean, for it's some six reason, episodes. It can happen can... next week. Or yeah. Next to the premiere. She, for some reason, thinks she can hide there, right? She went to McDonald's in, like, 1982, 83, whatever it was. Uh, or is it a McDonald's? Or it looks a lot like McDonald's. I don't know if it actually said McDonald's. I think but it's it an actual like McDonald's. McDonald's. It does. It, it, it actually says McDonald's. There was, right. Yeah, there was a whole advertising thing about it. Um, and so she's gone to, like, hide. Is she hiding there because... Like last season, the deal was she was hiding in apocalypses, and because of the nature of an apocalypse and everything ending, she was able to hide out in the time, the iPad thingy, time pad, find her, right? So, right. And she says, I'm tired of running. So, but he is she hiding there, or is she gone there to I don't start think trouble? I don't, think, I don't think it's either. I don't think she's gone there, because she says she wants to, to experience everything. So I think she's just there. I don't think she's hiding. I don't think she's there to rule. I think she's there to live. But, oh, yeah, yeah maybe because she's just she, going around experiencing. Yes, because she doesn't want to be Kang. Like, Kang was like, I need someone to take over. And Loki's like, I understand why it's important for someone to take over. And she's like, no, anarchy, multiverse, boom. She doesn't, she wants to just live out her life. She doesn't want to be in charge. Yeah. Not, I'm not really saying Loki wanted... So in the season finale, Loki was like, I'm not saying I want to be in charge. I'm saying let's just take a minute to talk about it. And and she's like, oh, I should have known. You always want to be in charge. And Kang's like, because like, Loki is always trying to be, like, how many times has he tried to rule Asgard, right? Like, like yeah. always trying to, like, find some way to rule Asgard or, or take over the world with a Tesseract or whatever he's trying to do, right? Um, he did seem a little earnest in his, like, no, I understand what he's saying, Sylvie, let's just talk about it. And she was like, no, liar. Um, but I guess you have to think there is a part of Loki that's like, let's just talk about it, and I'll convince you that we should be in charge, right? Like, um, it's Loki's nature. Like, a part of, I don't know, so much a part of the first season was basically there is no free will. Like, and, and and Sylvie represents free will, right? Or Sylvie and Loki represented, like, the only people who wanted free will or thought they had free will. Um, and, and Loki, in the end, was coming down on the side of no free will. 
that all was not in this episode because this was like sort of the like it almost was like a continuation of the season finale. Like this almost could have been last season's finale, right? Like yeah. the way this ended could have been last season's finale. So I, I, I like I don't know if if we're gonna go there or or the multiverse is unleashed and so there's no going back to a single timeline probably, right? Well, there's definitely yeah. not because MCU five is all about the multiverse, right? Yep. I personally am so, not a multiverse fan, but are you guys down with the multiverse? I am not. I like the, <clears throat> I like the multiverse. I also know it isn't going to last forever. Yeah, I mean, I like the multiverse, but then again, I don't like. So I can't. It, it depends on what they, it depends on what they do with it. Yeah. I don't like it because I feel like it takes away the stakes. Like anybody who dies, that character <clears throat> can come back in a different from a different universe, right? Um, and yeah, and that's what I don't. That, that has consequences too. That has consequences too, though, because um, it's not your character, your person. Like, all right, you, like perfect example. Yeah, you saw um, you saw Guardians, right? Guardians three. I forget. Yeah. Did we talk about Guardians three? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah perfect example is is Gamora, perfect example is Gamora. That's not yeah. our that's not our Gamora. You know, it, it's a yeah. separate character, and it's done so right. It works, and it worked with her because yeah. it worked with her because she just didn't fall back. She started to see why her 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 counterpart was in love with Quill, but she wasn't. You know, I mean, look yeah. back at Fringe. All oh, this stupid red universe. We don't care about the people in the red universe. We're never going to care about the people. We love the people in the red universe, you know. So mm-hmm. if it's done right, it works. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so far, and this is working because this it's this Loki, okay. <clears throat> this Loki is our prime Loki. Well, he's not. He he. This is like. I was going to say, if there wasn't a multiverse, he, we wouldn't have this Loki. Well, so you kind of this well, Loki was no no no. This Loki was created when the when the Avengers went back in time to 2012 to get the Tesseract. Okay. Right. True, but and time travel, you know, time travel's kind of a. But, I know, but, but I feel like the branches are still kind of the multiverse yeah. a little bit. I mean, he's I, a, they, well, he's, right. he's, he's he's not a multiverse. He's a variant. He's an alternate. He's an alternate Loki. Variant Loki. Yeah, he's variant. He's yeah, a variant Loki. No, the mul- part of the multiverse though. But not I mean, really. No, like, I feel but, like the but, multiverse right, is different on. from branching. It was before they told about the multiverse. How's that? We'll say it that way. It was before they explained but, about the multiverse. All right, hold, hold on. This, think of it this Loki this way, all right? He's not the Loki we continue with, but he is our Loki in the sense that up to the first Avengers movie, he's Loki. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah, he, he splits. He, he, he becomes a separate entity, and then the TVA fixes it, and what we saw through the rest of the movies is the Loki we know. But this is still that Loki yeah. that we knew up to that point. It's not a completely yeah. different Loki in the yeah. aspect of a different multiverse. Yeah, it's not like Gamora. Yeah, he's like our right. prime Loki. Right. He, yeah. He, yeah. He's That's our prime Loki point, too. Um, so, real quick, yeah. we probably should... Yeah, um, we're going to... Yeah, because I can't stand much longer. So I, I got a funny, funny meme that I read the other day about Loki. It says, Loki has two moods, dying and stealing the Tesseract. Thor 1, Loki dies. Avengers, Loki steals the Tesseract. Thor, Dark World, Loki dies. Ragnarok, Loki steals the Tesseract. Infinity War, Loki dies. Endgame, Loki <laughs> steals the Tesseract. Loki dies. <laughs> 
That's all he does. <laughs> You're right. That's all he does. Funny. I yeah. never really thought about yeah. it until I read that, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's totally true. You just don't think about it. It is. It's 100% true. So, anyway. Yeah, that's hilarious. Anyway, right, so quantum, quantum, quantum Leap or Wheel of Time? Uh, we have Quantum Leap and we have uh, Wheel of Time. Let's what? do Wheel of Time first. Yes, do Wheel of Time. You want to do Wheel of Time uh, first? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to take a little longer and it is, this is wait, it was really, it was really good. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was really good, you guys. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, it was amazing. Um, I, the one thing I think was funny is through all of it, a lot of it, I'm kind of like saying, how are they going to do this? Like everybody's trying to save her at the same time and like they're going to get in each other's way. But in the end they didn't. And she saved herself. Like, I like that. Wait, what? Say that again. With, um, going Egwene. after her. Egwene. Yeah. What like about how all the different characters at the same time, were all like heading to save Egwene and you knew they were eventually going to like merge but I was just thinking how, like, they're all coming from different directions and all doing different things. And I'm like, they can't all save her. They're going to get in each other's way. And it's just like, in the end, she saved herself and didn't even need them. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I liked how they kind of did that. I liked that uh, part of it. Fair enough. I agree with you. And yet that was what I always expected would happen, that yeah. she would save herself. Yeah, right? Like, we always expected yeah. that yeah. she would overcome. Yeah. The only part of the episode I didn't like was when they killed the wolf. That was, that's my only really complaint about the episode. I was pissed. Uh, I mean, I know that you always, like, don't – look, I don't love animals being killed, but I think that's an important step in parents' – I mean, eventual development. Parent Evolution. is still a frustration for me. Evolution. Parent did not evolve very much in this season uh, compared to all of his friends. Um, he is still a little. He's uh, getting late, there. He's a late he's bloomer. Just at he's a, a late bloomer. Pace. <laughs> yeah. Um, you gotta admit though, the the, the after the wolf died, going into the spirit form and seeing it ascend, I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, that was. Oh yeah, that was. Which cool. is, I mean, yeah. and, and, you know, I mean, it and it did it did serve a purpose because Perrin lost his shit and took out that that light priest dude. Yeah, which the is white cool. cloak, except it was the other guy's father of the guy who like let yeah. him go was, when he rescued that girl from the cage and right? yeah. yeah, like the yeah. only chance they had of making a friend in the white cloaks, like that's over. And like I, I get why yeah. Perrin did what he did. I, I, I'm not sure that that white cloaks junior, I forget his name, could he ever understand like. Is there some scenario where if it wasn't his father, he could understand, like, killed your spirit animal or whatever? Like, I don't know. But it, unfortunately, it's his father. And so I turned just made an enemy think, forever, probably, right? I think the only way he could ever understand is if he finally comes to realize that the white cloaks are not the good guys. Yeah. They're, they're not, not the, the bad guys, guys but learned, they're not the yeah. good guys. They're, 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 they're not... Yeah, they they don't have the interest of everyone and the best interest of everyone at hand. I mean, they're they're a very selfish group of people who believe this is the way and that's the only way and die if you die if it's different than what you think. Right. Yeah. Um. um I, I mean, I, the the way that it ended, I loved it because it was, and it's what I've been saying for weeks. 
It's, you know, I mean, Rand might be the dragon, but I feel like he's, I, I, I feel like without everybody else, he's kind of mundane. Like, I you know, feel like I they're also wondered, more powerful together. Because, yeah, I like, I, I mean, I would say... We all look down and see the dragon on their hand after he did. I kind of thought maybe we were right, but I guess they're still not going with that. But, but yeah, I Yeah, I just, like, Egwene, like, you know, everybody's always talking about Nynaeve and how powerful Nynaeve is, and oh, thank God for Nynaeve. And I kept waiting for it. And, I mean, honestly, I think... I don't know if she's there yet, but, I mean, she's damn close. If she's not, I think Egwene is going to make Nynaeve look like a, a, a rookie. Because, like like you said, you know, I mean, she we all we all saw it coming. She saved herself. I kept saying all along, I was like, she was so much more powerful than all those other channelers that were being forced. I was like, it's going to happen. She's going to just be so powerful that she's going to bust out. Do you think the way that, that, that they still see, could be part of the dragon, but they just don't know it yet because they haven't gotten all their no. powers? No, because the way it played out, um, they all have their role. Like um, like Matt, it you know turns out that Matt's a hero of the horn, which I thought was a really yeah, cool reveal, way. especially the way it happened. I mean, they, they all have their role, and they're all special in their own way. Um, Matt being a dragon is just like, he's the figurehead. I mean, I don't think he's strong enough on his own to do well, anything Matt, without his friend. Rand. I think now, so. Funny, I think it's a little bit. It, if Rand is the Dragon Reborn, they're a little bit like okay, they're not the Forsaken Reborn, but people keep saying over and over again that the like some of the Forsaken, like Lanfear and Ishmael and whoever, they were best friends, and and then they became Forsaken, and and I think that's yeah. really the parallel of these five kids yeah. that were like best friends with the dragon. And all became forsaken, um, and, and I think that's where it is. But I also agree they're 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 definitely stronger together as probably are any group of heroes. Um, uh, no, let me ask you a question. I'm just curious if you think this, and I don't know that it really matters one way or another. I was just curious. I thought about the fact that how Morgane, whenever she like broke the shield, at one point. Either um, her or, or him, they said something like they wondered if um, Lamphere put her there to do that, like to ruin it, to make she it go it. wrong, but it actually was what made it go right because she had to do that in the end. Do you think that she put her in that place for that reason to help him, or do you think it just was kind of happened yeah. that way? I just I, 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 th- I think, no, I, I, personally, I think Lamphere, yes, I think she's a step ahead of the whole game. Okay, I think so too. Yeah, I, I didn't understand. Yeah. I didn't understand any of what Jamie said. Are you saying Lanfear put Morgane in a position? put Morgane where she did in order to be able to break the shield that was on Rand. Because I don't. They made a let me rephrase that. I still don't understand. Let me rephrase that. You're saying that Lanfear maneuvered Moraine into a position to be able to assist Rand. Yeah, yeah. I called it Morgane. Moraine. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Yeah, but you're saying that she when she when you say break that thing, it was actually so that she would eventually like Lanfear was thinking playing two games ahead and was like, I want Maureen to be able to help Rand. Like she's in love with Rand, she has a soft spot for Rand, whatever we want to call it. She didn't want Rand to fall into Ishmael's, and so she was setting Maureen up, Maureen and Lan maybe to be in a position where they could 
I mean, Lance, you're probably either because she likes Rand or because or because she has a re- she wanted Ishmael out. Maybe it's more. Maybe the both. Why. Both. <laughs> Maybe both, but I think the point yeah. is is that she knew that she needed her there for that purpose. I feel like. Yeah. I'm, yeah, no, um, I totally agree with that. Yeah. I have a couple of things that stood out to me that I wanted to mention to you guys. Um, one is talking about how Aguine managed to, like, you know, she rescued herself. She overcame the – she's so powerful that she overcame um, her Fuldon and all that. Um, and in the end, we, we didn't mention, but she in the end, she doesn't kill Ren. Renna? Ren? Ren? Renna? Renna. I thought she, she didn't didn't kill Renna. I thought she was dead. Yeah, Is her dead? bracelet fell off or whatever. The thing came off. Well, the bracelet fell ducked. off. No, it came off, and then she was still begging for her life, right? No, she choked her. No. I took it to mean no, that when the... it fell off, it was because they were separated because she died. But... Yeah. That was how I Okay, but it. when Nynaeve's came off, was it because her, her, yeah. Damane died? Yes. yes. Died. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That was, I think, right. why they showed that. That was okay. my table. So where... Where I was actually going with this is, is do you think that Nynaeve is a little bit of a red herring? And, and I don't mean that she's not powerful and an important part of the friend group, of the, of the fellowship, where we're calling them. But I think that they've been setting it up for a whole season that she was so, she's the most powerful. Even the Aes Sedai were like, she's so powerful, so powerful. Aguine is clearly her equal, and also Elaine. Like, let's not forget that Elaine healed Rand's supposedly unhealable wound. Like, he gets stabbed with the evil dagger. He's supposed yeah. to die. There's no way to heal it. Nobody can heal it. And they're like, I need your wisdom. And she's like, I can't heal it. It's magic, blah, blah, blah. I can't do it. I'm too fucked up in the head, whatever. I can't. And Elaine's like, <laughs> get out of the way. Even though I got stabbed, I'm totally stabbed, but I'll do it. I'm about to die, but I can do it. And she totally heals him. And then there's this look between Rand and Elaine that I'm like, did they just fall in love at first sight? Like, what the fuck was that? Did you see that? Yeah, that was they a, little, at... a little strange. And I, and I, I saw so the look, Elaine, but I didn't know what to make of it. Yeah, I didn't know what to make yeah, of it Yeah, I mean, he's in love with Egwene. But anyway, I thought, yeah. so here's another young woman who is a super powerful Aes Sedai, who everyone has underestimated. Like, I think Elaine, certainly Egwene underestimated. They're like, oh, you're a princess, and you're a jerk, and you're just a, you're yeah, a well. can't, you're like, right? She's super, she's very, she's clearly very powerful. But um, it makes you wonder if she's important, too, is what you're getting I, at, She's right? definitely important. I, like, I don't wonder. Yeah, she I'm definitely convinced is. she's important. I'm well, convinced. But oh, I mean, she's definitely I, important. I don't think we realized it till that moment, though. Or at least I yes. did. Like, yeah, I and that's why, that's why I'm saying is Nynaeve a, a, a red herring. I don't mean that she's not going to be important or powerful, but she's not Wait, the Nynaeve most powerful. Nynaeve. Nynaeve. Nynaeve has been super powerful. Yeah. Nynaeve, Nynaeve went through the gates. Nynaeve got promoted while Egwene was still sweeping floors. All the Aes Sedai were like Nynaeve, all about Nynaeve, right? And then mm-hmm. the, last, at, at the last couple episodes, like, we've seen a, a Gwaine and now Elaine be like equally as powerful, I think. Yeah. If not more. So uh, when I say red herring, I, I don't really mean red herring. I just mean like. Uh, my other thing was, I love what they. I have complained about Matt every week for the entire season. I'm like, what, the, what does he do? Why is he around? What's the point of this guy? 
And I well, loved you know. how I loved how what's his name that bad salesman locked him in with the dagger. Was like, oh, in an hour you're gonna. It's like locking a junkie in. He's like, here's a junkie. Let me throw in a bag of heroin and I'll come back in an hour. And Matt totally outsmarted him. It was awesome. Yeah. Matt, awesome. Like, right? Yeah, that was great. I love seeing I love seeing his struggle, the, the struggle he went through before he finally was like, "Aha, <laughs> I have an idea." The way around this, I can do. I can take it and not touch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, although I, it was kind of interesting, though, that in the end, even though he did that, he still stabbed him. So that means that the vision was true, just not in the way we but, thought. Well, I exactly, and I said I that in the beginning. It, well. it, it was taken out of con. It was I knew you knew it was going to be taken out of context. Yeah, and it was. Yeah, yeah, I, but I liked I liked how they did it, um, and I liked how he yeah. threw the. I was very surprised that he was able to blow the horn because they've been playing up the horn of Valir um, as this thing um, that was so important that was going to summon an army. Um, which, by the way, it only summoned like eight guys, ten guys. But um, yeah, that's all I needed. <laughs> I know they were, but they. Well, well I thought it was going to summon an army, and in the end, it summoned the Avengers, and that was fine, right? The Avengers came. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really, the way they were playing it, I thought Rand had to blow it. They're like, get it to Rand, get it to Rand. Rand's got to blow this horn. And then all of a sudden, Matt's like, doo, doo, doo. I'm like, what are you doing? You can't blow that horn. And then he totally blows it. And it turns out Matt's the big hero well, who was able to, like, blow the horn. It's because it, the reason Rand had to blow it is because Rand needs to blow it because he's the dragon to call the heroes of the horn. Only yeah. the dragon, they said, they said it somewhere sooner, only the dragon and a hero of the horn can blow the horn. Matt blew it because he was in a bad spot <laughs> and was like, well, screw it. I'm going to try it anyway, yeah. only to find out that he is a, a you know, a hero, a hero of, the horn of the horn himself. Hero of the horn. I loved it. Yeah. It, it's a little bit like the sword in the, like Excalibur and the sword in the stone in Arthurian legend that yeah. only like, or, or we've seen, a, oh, or even like Thor's hammer that only someone who's worthy can wield Thor's hammer. Right. Right. And so most people, when they touch only like Captain America and Natalie Portman and Thor can, can wield the hammer. Um, and it was kind of like that, that Matt, right? Yeah, like that's kind similar. of what that horn is like, I guess. Yeah. Like if you're, if Little, you're a hero. Oh. And I was so happy to see the guy with the eye patch back again. That he, it turns out that he was a hero of the oh, horn. Yeah. I love it when he sees everybody. And they go, what, is it that hard to believe I'm a hero of the horn? And then he's like, ah, and he kills somebody. <laughs> like, I love that guy. I was so mad when he died. Only to see him come I back know. as a I hero. Too. I was like, oh, I that's that guy. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, I, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I love – this episode was – like, it's just basically one big yeah. battle. Everything about it was great. Everyone had their moment. Perrin was a yeah. little boring. Perrin per, – they got to do something with Perrin next year, man. What is, yeah. what is Perrin around for even, right? Like, build the man story, please. I kept waiting for him to wolf out, and he never did. I thought for sure he was going right? to, but... Yeah. But, and if he doesn't um, then, what, I do what have... is it take for him to... What is it going to take to make him a wolf? I mean, yeah. it's the battle I, I do have the planet. I do have a theory, I and it's just... 
and, and part of the reason I have this theory is because they keep saying it. They keep saying, you know, the Force, the Force, Forsaken were friends before they became the Forsaken, just mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the two river friends, you know. And yeah. there's a part of me that wonders, it almost wonders, like they, they won the battle today, but it almost makes me wonder if the Are they gonna fight end later? result, it, or if the end result isn't history repeating itself. And the, and them actually end up being the villains that like the ice that I have to stop or something. You know what I mean? Like I mean it's it's yeah. it's, it's a long way off if if that's where the story goes. I mean I have no idea. I, I mean there's fourteen but, books. It's I don't just, know that they'll be I don't know. villains, I like but, but see them going against each other and like fighting each other for a while. I don't. Know, I just I, mean, I feel I, like there's definitely going to be something there. There's go, there's going to be something there. Yeah. At the, at the very least, they all kind of, like, fall to the darkness and have to fight their way back. Maybe that's the ultimate thing where where it looks they're on the verge of becoming the villain and they all fight their way back to the light, maybe, or something. There's definitely something there, I feel. I feel no. like there's too many lines about, too many times it's mentioned for it to not mean anything. I mean, yeah. I do feel that also, that I think there's this element of, predestination like this is what you know the previous heroes became the forsaken although it's not clear to me so so Lanfear and ishmael have lived this life multiple times right they're like oh whatever if you kill right. me i'll just see you in the next life and we'll reset it and the dragon it appears to happen over and over again um but it's not clear to me that friends become the forsaken every time like like Lanfear and the dragon or not or ishmael and the dragon had played this out many times and and we saw that flashback where the guy the guy who was ishmael's best friend who sentences to death and kills him or whatever right he's not yeah, i'm not sure it was supposed to be like rand or parent i think it was supposed to be like parallel parent, i don't know I if it's supposed to be any no of no them. it's not like not really. it's, it's not any other the only necessarily reborn is them. The only like all the Forsaken, are, like they're they're eternal. Like they can come back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. The reason that Rand is the Dragon Reborn is because he went against the rest of them because he got all righteous and shit, and he died on the side of the light. You can only come back from the dead if you're with the dark. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that that actually kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, so all, but that's the thing. Now, all the other, all the, all the other Forsaken are back now, as we see it in the in the uh, in the end credit scene with Lanfear and the yeah. other woman, whose name, whose name I didn't catch. Well, I forget her name also. And Wait, there was an, you know that wasn't end credits though. Well, whatever. It's a, it's a, well, it's a coda. Right. There's a whatever it was. It was okay, a coda. No, no, it was a coda. At the end. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I misspoke. I used the wrong, wrong wording. But yes, there's another Forsaken now. Well, there's, well, all, there's all not out. one. It's her. revealed that all thirteen all of them of got them. out, right? Did oh, they say that? Well, yeah. The other eleven. She says that. Spider okay. Woman says the Spider Woman. Spider who I'm calling that because she like she, I forget her name and she has that like spider web and like. She's very powerful. Like it's interesting to me to see that the that the Forsaken are really able to use their powers against each other. You know, right? 
Um, uh, but anyway, she's like, you know, she's like, okay, I'm, we're here and we're coming for you. Like, Lanfear, you think you're all that? Like, she basically is like, Lanfear, you think you're the prom queen? And I'm telling you that we're taking, like, (laughs) you better watch out. And you thought I was the mousy little nerdy girl in the library and you made fun of me and guess what? I'm here. And, and and we're all coming for rant. She's like, the whole 11 of us are going to come for rant, and we're not, right? And Lanfear's like, I mean, she's not going to turn good. It's though, because I'm not sure that Lanfear is on their side, though. Like, I, she's against she's not. them, but yet she's definitely not on the light side either. So she's somewhere in the middle, I guess. Well, no, well, I, I mean, did you hear what Lanfear's, but did you hear what Lanfear's, the last thing she says before it ended? She says, may the light guide you. She said, "Rand may yeah. the light guide yeah. yeah. well, you." Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rand may the light guide So yeah. I mean, she might. Yeah, it, she might not be the light really herself, but she because it's because of her love for the dragon that you know, and the only reason the other four taken got out is because Ishmael brought them out because he knew that she was going to betray yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because she she told him she was going to betray them. Lanfear, well, yeah, it's true. because like the original the original human Lanfear loved the original human dragon and that right, that plays every life like she she still she doesn't love Rand, she loves the dragon and she yeah. is symp- like she's not good and she's not on their side. No. But she is sympathetic. But she's still it's like the enemy of my enemy, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, she doesn't want to see him killed. Maybe she hopes. She, I, I think she has a hope in her heart that she could. I don't. Of, I don't know. I don't even know if she knows what she hopes, right? But I think yeah, she's got. She might end up more on their side. We don't know. We she don't can't. Know she's evil. She cannot end up. I don't think she's well, I mean, that up was... on their side. I know what you mean, Jamie. That she could be come their ally, ally for some amount yeah. of time ally, for some yeah. reason, yeah. right? Ally. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's better. I mean, I could totally way. see her. I could totally see her help them take out the other Forsaken and then turn on them and be like, okay, Rand's mine. Bye-bye. Yeah, that could well, happen. As, as long as Rand is in love with Egwene, then Lanfear and Egwene are going to have words, right? Yeah. And also, oh, yeah. whatever, and whatever, <laughs> and whatever between Rand and Elaine, and that, that special look between Rand and Elaine, it's not something Lanfear is going to like either, right? So there's that. Um. You know, that look could have been as simple as, holy crap, you you, you did it. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's I felt like it was more than that. But here's the other thing. I, I agree. But. All all men who channel uh, will go insane and kill the ones they love, like, and Rand included. Rand's included in that. Except, like, well, all no, men it, who channel. Well, except for the, well, the dragon, the dragon's supposed to be able to handle it, though. That's kind of what I thought too, but I wasn't really. Sure. I'm not sure the dragon can handle it. Is that a thing that the dragon He's can a, handle? Yeah, it? that's the whole. That's the whole. Well, that's the whole thing of being the dragon, that you're that the but, dragon can handle it. Then why did Rand run away and hide to not hurt everybody? Why did Rand be like, I gotta go hide in the village? Because Rand's an anyone. idiot. Well, because I'm the dragon, think, I'm gonna kill. That's right. He'll kill everybody he loves, though. Isn't he supposed to kill the people he loves by going insane, though? Yes, all men who channel go insane and kill the ones they love. Rand included. It is. It's been a thing that Rand's included. Except, but except for the except for the original dragon, who tried to stop, who who got killed himself trying to stop the evil. Well, before he could kill all of his friends 
It's not, it doesn't mean that it wasn't going to happen. But his friends were evil. But, it, but his friends were he, It didn't happen to the original dragon because he was crazy, though. It was because his friends were evil. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I thought what AJ said, but they also have multiple times said he would kill the ones he loved, which makes me think they that it might it not many be times. So, and that's why yeah, he ran away. I, I honestly don't know. Maybe he's just better at controlling it. But I don't know. But anyway, guys. Oh, no, Rand, I no, Rand sucks pilot. at controlling it. That's, that's probably the problem, too, though. Rand sucks at controlling it. He Rand is not good at it. Okay. <laughs> he's getting Rand better at sucks. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. guys. Right. Well, I really got to go. I've stayed a lot longer All than right. I should have. I was All right. You go, Jamie. All right. Um, we got some stuff. Anyway, good night, Jamie. Yeah. Talk about Quantum Leap. The Quantum Leap interview's been up. I told you guys that before. So, but anyway. Okay, I will talk to you guys right. next week, or on Tuesday. All right, bye. Rather. All right. Tuesday. Bye, yeah. Jamie. All right. Talk to you Tuesday, Jamie. All right. Good night. All right. Okay. Bye, Jamie. Bye. All right. Uh, All right, Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. Season premiere of Quantum Leap. So excited to have it, uh, so excited to have it back. I'm glad it's back. The show is likable. The leap of the week was a little boring, but Okay. Uh, I mean, there was so much else going on back at the ranch, right? That is what we really was kind of more well, what the show was. I There were two things I took from this episode. One was I feel like they uh, they took the opportunity, since it was just Ben, to uh, throw in a bunch of guest stars. Yeah, <laughs> we had, which was great. We had Melissa. Everyone. Melissa Rock. Yeah, we had Melissa Roxburgh uh-huh. from, uh, from Manifest. And uh, Francois Arnaud from uh, Midnight, Texas. Yeah. Amongst other things. I only yep. know him from Midnight, yeah. Texas. Um, mm-hmm. I, I liked the thing, though. I like I liked when they all, – all the different things that Ben had to do to, like, figure things out. Like, when he was on the landmine, I thought that was great. That was that was brilliant. That was good. I don't know if it would really work, but and it was I'll, brilliant. I think it would work, honestly. And it, it – it, it's scientifically sound, you know, it's sound. Yeah. Because um, you only be, take yeah. a little off at a time. But um, yeah. my, my favorite, my favorite thing about the episode is that there was nobody from the future until the very end when uh, Ian finds them and tells them that it's been three years and that Quantum Leap's been shut down. Yeah. Yeah. I am... Um... That was pretty, yeah. Um, I mean, it's I, I, the three-year time jump is interesting to do, right? Um, I watched the, the second episode was on last night, two nights ago, right? It comes on before. I, it was on TV. I didn't really pay attention to it because I knew I'd have to rewatch it again by next week. Um, so I, I kind of saw where that's going, but yeah, it was it was almost entirely the episode was almost entirely within the leap, and he he. Ben several times is like, Addison, where are you? I need you. Addison, where are you? And she doesn't show up. And we knew from the season finale before. Um, I mean, we knew from the season finale that, like, everything's crazy, right? Because of the future and the past and whatever. And um, uh, But, yeah, it was kind of cool that, like, nothing happened. And then Ian, like, Ian shows up in the imaging chamber. And he's like, guess what? You've been on three years. It's shut down. Everyone's everyone everything, and he says everything has changed. And then Ben's like whoop, and he bloops. Um, which that could mean anything. Everything has changed. Like, what does that mean? Does that just mean yeah. that they're shut down? Does that mean like the new nu- like 
Ben has been to a future that's nuclear winter. Like that he knows that there's a nuclear winter and Ian's the only person who survived it, right? Um yeah. So for Ian to say something like everything has changed is like like We don't know what that means. What does that mean, right? Of course Ian doesn't know. This does this Ian know what Ben saw? No, right? Yes. Right. Yes, he does, right? No, because when he went, when Ben went to the, when, when Ben went to the future, he wasn't in contact with them, if I remember correctly. Right. And this is his first time back. Future Ian gives him some instructions. So nobody knows what happened when he leaked to the future yet. The last thing they knew was when he was back in time and when he leaped into himself. Right. After the future, he goes back to the past, to himself, and he talks to a past Ian, and he gives him the code and stuff, but he never says, like, by the way, in the future, it went bad, you nuclear bomb, whatever. Right. Yeah, that's right. Um, so he, um, yeah, that was kind of like. Uh, yeah, we don't know what any of it means. <laughs> no, and I kind of, but I, I agree with you. I kind of like how they did it, that they, um, that they held that to the last, very unlike something like we just about surreal estate where they there's been a th- there's been a six month time jump and characters were talking about it and giving us the past. This is like they didn't give us anything until the last one minute, the last thirty seconds, yeah, ten seconds. Yeah, the only thing um, the only thing we get from 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 the uh, twenty twenty three is the flashbacks as Ben re- starts to remember more. Can you believe? I mean, that is kind of a what a thing for the writers to do to Ben that he's finally getting flashbacks and memories, and now Ian's like everything's changed. Like you finally remember stuff, yeah. and guess what? It might not help you or your memories. Like that's only gonna make it whatever's happened. It's only gonna make it harder for Ben to deal with because now he remembers stuff, right? Yeah. Like he's remembering. And, you know, I when she was going to jump, he's remembering why he, you know, he's basically remembering the things that led to him to take the jump instead of her. Yeah. I think. And Um, the, um, what was I going to say? The, uh, the thing I, I, I don't know how it's going to play out yet, but what I like is, um, I feel like it's going to be more, Um, whatever they end up doing is they have to, you know, put Ziggy in their garage and, uh, <laughs> and boot him up that, boot yeah. him up that way. Um, yeah. I feel like it, it's kind of in a way getting back to how, like the original quantum leap, yeah, it was a program and there was a lot of people involved, but it was always like Al and Sam were doing shit they weren't supposed to do. And Al was constantly, yeah usurping things and telling half-truths when he would go back, you know? So I feel like that's the type of season we might be getting here. But, again, I don't know because yeah. it's going to, you know. I feel, I, but, but the way Ian made it sound like we're going to be going under the government's nose on this one um, as we try to get Ben yeah. back. Yeah. Like, I know what you mean. Like, Al was never really, like, telling the tr- – not that he wasn't telling the truth, but he never – he never gave Sam the whole story. He was 
often dancing yeah. around the truth a little bit. Yeah, we might be going there. I, I hope we're going. So one thing I liked about this, so the jump of the week is not always super compelling. And the characters are not always like, I don't really always care about the jump characters, partly because sometimes most of the episode is spent in the lab, not the jump. Like this, maybe right. because the entire episode was a jump, but for me, this really worked. Maybe because I spent more time with these characters, maybe because they were especially good guest star actors, but I really enjoyed the people in the jump and cared about them. Sometimes I feel like the jump is a little performative in that there, sometimes no, the I jump agree. is almost I exactly like an, what you mean. It's almost like an after school special. A very special on a very special yeah. episode of Quantum Leap, Ben learns about racism. On a very special episode of Quantum Leap, Ben learns about trans people. On a very you know, Ben is gonna be a woman. Right. Like sometimes it feels very after school special and mm-hmm. Sometimes it, it works better for me. And for this, these Crimean didn't feel like they were teaching me a lot. Like, yeah, Melissa Roxburgh was like, oh, I'm in the Air Force and I'm a woman and I get treated like shit. And another guy's like, oh, I'm in the Air Force and I'm gay and I get treated like shit. And it's true, but it didn't feel it didn't feel preachy to me this week. It felt right. No, you're right. Like, no, I agree. It. You know what it is? And I think you're right. Because we spent so much time with these characters, you know, we got to know them a little bit, and they were fun. It, they were they were very likable, little ragtag, misfit group of soldiers. Yeah, yeah. I still, you know, what I do want to know, and I, I, I almost hope that somehow, some way, he ended up leaping back into the the life of of one of these people, because the, the, they had that little running gag the whole episode about the betrayal. That he's like, I'm not telling you. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. What's the <laughs> betrayal? Who betrayed who? Who betrayed who? Like, I want to know what the yeah. betrayal was. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you could find out because remember last year's finale, they they fast forward, they rewound back through multiple jumps. Yeah. Um, that's, that's right. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, it was a good start to the season, I think. Thought it was a yeah. good, you know. Uh, I I do like this show. You know, and sometimes a show like, I mean, it's NBC. NBC, it's network. It's not deep into sci-fi, but I don't know. Maybe because you and I both like the original, and this captures a bunch of the original. Um, I, yeah, and that's the thing. The episodes that I really like are the ones that feel more like the original. And this yeah. one definitely felt that way. The less, and I, I said it all last season, the less help Ben has, the more enjoyable the episode. Because there's more nuance, yeah. there's there's more chances for him to screw something up, and that, you know, adds drama to it, you know? Yeah. Addison is way when more Addison, helpful than Al ever was, right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> She's so much more helpful than Al. Well, not, not for nothing, to be fair, I mean... How many times was Al like, uh, you know, something was always acting up with Ziggy. His handheld didn't always work. He had yep. people in the in the project fighting against him. You know, like there was always something that wasn't quite going right. And he also how many times how many times did Al how many times did Al have the handheld and he'd be like, "You're here to save the zoo," and then he'd hit it. You know, he 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 yeah. he'd hit the handheld and go, "Oh, the zookeeper." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he also it always felt like Al was like 
like he he was busy at a cocktail party and he had to bloop to go help. Like Al yeah. always felt like he was distracted. Like he had something better going. On. He was supposed to be on a date and he had to go help. Like he loved Sam, but he also was always like had something better to do. And like yep. there was always this little bit of like, yeah. Whereas Addison is devoted to Ben, and will do, and she would spend twenty four seven in that chamber would bring him home, right? She's she's like the yeah. opposite. Not, not that Al didn't care, but yeah. Um, so yeah, no. Sometimes yeah, Al Al was definitely more concerned with Al than Sam. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely, yeah. So, all right, well, we'll get to talk in just a couple of days about the next episode um, yep. and see where it goes, yeah. So, all right, what does this bring us to? What do we have next? We have... Um, get rid of Delicate. Oh, let's get rid of Delicate. Okay, so I have seen, it's been so many, it's been a week already and I've seen the next Delicate. So we're talking about episode three, right? Um, yeah. When the bow break. Oh, yeah. This is the episode where we actually oh, the goat see, people. like, the goat, the goat people, people, the demons. I was going to say the demons, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I didn't really, so this was a really short episode, right? This was, um, is this the shortest? This Was this when the bow breaks, right? This was. Yes, yeah, when the bow breaks, the bow yes. Breaks. It was only 37 minutes, um, yeah. which, thank God, because we are both hating this show more and more every week. And when I texted you and I said it sucked, I was watching the next episode four, which is even worse. <laughs> so one, one thing I feel like, so in this episode, um, Anna goes crawling around in, in the basement, which I thought was so rude. You're renting this house. It's your friend's house. Let's go creep in the basement. And she ends up creeping through a creepy drunk. door. Right, she gets drunk. She drinks all the, she drinks a whole bottle of wine. She creeps through this creepy door, and she ends up in like, I mean, there's so much creepiness going on. But in the end, there's the goat people in black, who I guess impregnate her with demon spawn. I don't know, but I, I really felt I'm not like, really sure. I really felt like when I saw them, it bothered me that they like, okay, on the one hand, Ryan Murphy, as a creator, has a vision. And maybe I should appreciate that his demons kind of look the same in every, but they look kind of like those half-naked deer antler boys in the last one we watched. And they look like, I oh, yeah. feel like his, I feel like his devil servant demon people kind of look the same. And should I get that because it's a Ryan Murphy universe? Or should I be like, please, could we get something a little more different every time? Well, and I was like, oh, here's here they are with the cardboard antlers on their head. When we first yeah. see them on the beach, are, are are they really good at blending in in, in plain sight, or were they yeah. not really there? Because I, I mean, as that, she's walking, that's... as she's as she's walking, oh, you know, as she's walking away with a security guard, I'm like, okay, now here here we go. Here's the supernatural part. I'm like they really right. didn't see them. I mean, they're 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 ten feet behind them. They didn't feel like somebody was watching them or something. They didn't hear the goat. <laughs> like, I'm not even sure yet what is going on still. And it's just like, I just 
I feel like in the end of it, we're supposed to believe that everybody's in on this or something. Because, like, what are the odds that she goes there without anybody, you know, and they and these goat people find her and impregnate her with demon baby, and you know, unless it was a plan by her husband or the best friend or who, whoever. And it's just like, I, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like, get on with it already. And the funny thing is, like, you know, it, it's, it's interesting because, like, um, Jennifer Lynch directed this episode, actually. Oh, yeah. So I was actually kind of had, I had hope for the episode. But just because Jennifer Lynch directed it doesn't change the fact that Ryan Murphy still wrote it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, but I mean, to be fair, Jennifer Lynch is pretty kooky herself. I mean, you know, her and her dad just love to fuck with people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think in this episode. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, so I think. This episode continues to be very frustrating for the reasons that you and I like, oh, the disappearing social media. And, like, there's there's another boring – like, how many scenes do we have to watch of Anna going through her phone? Like, I'm so sick of TV shows of people looking at their phone, right? Like, I can go to a restaurant and see people looking at their phone. And so she's going through her phone, and there's disappearing messages, and now, the, like, like – um Annihilate Anna is gone, and, uh, like, all the stuff, and they're disappearing. Like, that's so boring to me. And also, like, I can't believe it's only the third episode, and I'm so freaking sick of Anna crying over trying to get pregnant. Like, I know that we're supposed to be sympathetic, that she wants a baby and can't get pregnant, and, and she just had a, she just had a miscarriage. I should feel sorry for her. And you know what I felt? I was like, oh, stop crying. And I was like, that's terrible. She had a miscarriage. It's devastating. Um, you know what it is? And, the problem and, is, it's, it's not, so Anna's not the, it's, yeah, it's not so much, the problem isn't really of Anna, it's just, I think it's because there's so much going on and we have no idea what any of it is or means, it's just like, we're, we're, we're pulled in all directions, so we can't even focus on Anna, and when we are, and we are, right. and when, when Anna's on the screen, Everything is, did that happen? Did it not happen? Is she crazy? Are, are they fucking with her? Is it magic? Is it supernatural? Is it, like, we don't know anything other than they basically just took this season and threw it against the wall and said, hey, however it runs down the wall, that's what we're going with. I mean, I, I do it feels think very in this disjointed. episode, it does. But I think which in this ironic, episode. Which is ironic because it's, 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 you know, inspired yeah, by that novel. It's murder. <laughs> yeah. I think in this episode they started to settle that some things are real. It's not all in Anna's head. Like I think until now they were leaving it open that maybe she was imagining it, right? Or that she was doing it. Like you know the bit where Kim Kardashian comes over and she's like, "Why didn't you erase that from your mirror?" And and she's like, "Oh, it won't come off." Yeah. And the idea is that Anna could have written that on her mirror. She says someone broke in and did it, but did she do it? We don't know. I think in this episode, some stuff are real. Like, she gets the gift basket from that horrible guy from the Golden Globes. Yeah. And and she's freaked out that someone got her address. And Dex, her husband, Dex, is the worst, although I love Max. 
I, I can't say his name right. Cherny, I can't pronounce his name. Yeah. And that's terrible, Cherny. but I cannot pronounce an actor's name. Cherny, right? Max Cherny. Um, he's fantastic in this role. Um, he's born to play this role. And he seems, you know, he's unsympathetic. Um, yeah, he always seems annoyed. Although, up until, in, is, this the episode, is this the episode where he says, I'm sorry, but it was my baby too? Or was that yes. in the coming episode next? He says this. Yeah, was, no, and then that yeah, moment was, I was like, oh, my God, he's a, he he's so much more a person there, right? Um, yeah. But I think they established that some stuff is real. Uh, she's not crazy. I think – so I'm pointing to that one thing with the gift basket, but I think that the little crib down in the basement is real – and that the pictures are real, and right, like I think she's not imagining it. Do we think that? You know what I keep waiting for? Who? What? I keep I keep waiting for it to connect to one of the other seasons. I just I feel like there's going to be some kind of little thing where it's like, aha. <laughs> Maybe that would help it make better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think that, you know, and I think that when, when she finds, like, you know, you know how she was walking on the beach and she finds a, a doll of herself with, like, pins all in it? Yeah. And, and her husband's like, oh, the project's washed up on the beach. And she's like, are you kidding me? This doll's been discontinued for 15 years. It shows up, blah, blah, like. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I forgot real. to mention it last. Yeah. I forgot to mention it last week. But for me, when a cameo is my favorite part of the season, when Zachary Quinto showed up as the, the presenter oh, yeah. for the award. Yeah. That was, <laughs> like, that's yeah. What my, that was my favorite. I was like, oh, Zachary Quinto, yay. Yeah. The only time yeah. I was excited was the first yeah. three episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time I'm just like, what? Like now we have goat people and and then so the lady in the fucking really... tree. But she might be good. That 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 lady might be good. Like that's the lady she, who's sending her. But, but I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. But how would she get in the fucking tree? Good. Okay. She's and good is a relative term. The like she's the one who's sending the message on the calendar. That's she's like watch helpful. out. They're doing something great. Yeah, helpful. Okay. Um, I mean, but she's definitely. Like, you know, she she goes into the basement. The goat people perform a procedure on her. And now she's like, oh, I feel a baby inside me. I want to go to the doctor. And my gums are bleeding. And that's a sign of pregnancy. And, like, all this, like, she thinks she's pregnant now, right? Um, and the tree lady, the woman in the tree is like, oh, they did something to your baby. Don't trust it, right? Uh, so I think... But I'm saying I think some of it's real. Like, do I think that goat people impregnated her in the basement? Like, there's still a supernatural element. They're obviously not people dressed as goats hiding in the basement. Like, much of that was... That would be kind of funny if they were. <laughs> much of that had to be supernatural or or psychological, right? Like, because some that's of it's real doesn't I mean some of it's not real. Right, and that's the problem. And I kind of don't care. You know what's the scariest part of the show? Here's the scariest part. 
that scares the shit out of me every time I watch this. The best part of every episode is Kim Kardashian, right? She is born to play this role, or no, this role was written for her. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. She's kind of scary in a way that she's the scary best friend who is not your best friend. And, like, like when she's on – she's the best part of the show, probably because when I watch her, I'm like, holy shit, she's actually good. It's kind of wild. You know what it is, though? The the role was literally – the role was literally written for her because she's playing herself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She really is. (laughs) And I feel like, like every know, line she to, says, she probably said in real life on on the Kardashian yeah. show, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's she's absolutely really. playing herself. I mean, she uh, uh, yes and no. Like she says a lot of mean things about Anna's fertility. That probably I'm not going to say Kim Kardashian would be that much of a well, no, about your pregnant no, friend, no, right? No, no. I'm not. Like I'm not saying the things she's saying. I'm not saying the things she's saying is necessarily, but the, just the demeanor and the but, attitude is. And being a Hollywood publicist <laughs> and the thing, the yeah. things she says about image and perception in Hollywood, yes, that stuff is like definitely real, right? That's her real life. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's. You're talking she's about a woman who's. You're talking about. We're talking about a woman who's famous originally because her father defended O.G. Simpson. <laughs> yeah. That's how they, yeah. she got famous. <laughs> yeah. She's better than Emma Roberts, partly because, like, Emma Roberts, I just don't like Anna. Like, Anna's a – some of the best characters on American Horror Story are the ones that when they are faced with horror, they get stronger and fight back. And so far, Anna mostly whines and cries, right? Yes. And she's super – I think this is the worst season. I think this is the worst season. Oh, I agree. And I didn't like last season, but this is definitely worst. And I abandoned Hotel in the Middle because I hated it so much. And Hotel might have been did. better than this. Mm. Yeah, no, this is definitely not uh, not holding up so far. So, all right, we should yeah. move on. All, all right, move music. along. Moving right along. Um, Ahsoka. What, we still have ah- Ahsoka. Is this the last one? This is the finale. What would you think? No, it's uh, – so, I I think the season did not work for me. So I thought this episode was good. So this episode was mostly battle, fighting, ending, whatever. Um, I, so you advised me to watch three episodes of, of Clone Wars before I yes. watched this episode. I did watch them. I'm not really sure why you – you advised me to watch three episodes that were largely about Anakin the, on a planet the that's a super yeah. – it's a super force planet. Um, and he – Ahsoka and he, he – Ahsoka and he are kind of – are they seduced to the dark? I'm like, oh, is this how Anakin gets seduced to the dark side? No. Uh, but they both kind of get – the Sith, if you think the brother is the Sith, which I think was never really clear that he's a Sith. But anyway, I watched all that. Then I watched Ahsoka. I'm like, why did he do want me to watch that? Um, I think in the end, this show did not make me feel that Thrawn was a threat. 
and did not make me feel that Ahsoka is a hero. Um, she was a little better in this episode, but ultimately she shows she shows none of the spunk and personality that she has in the Clone Wars and maybe in Rebels. Like the few episodes I've watched of those two shows, she's a very personality-filled character, and and this Ahsoka is not. And Braun, and yeah, I I just don't know that this did it for me. And I, I and they also didn't make me feel that Ezra is worth the risk they took to find him. Now you so are a fan answers, of, of the of the other shows. What did you think? I thought it was amazing. I loved the episode. Now, but like I said, after the first episode, when you weren't really feeling Ahsoka, I think it's going to be a very interesting test to see how somebody like me who's seen, who's seen everything else, knows the characters, feels about it, versus somebody like you who knew, knows virtually nothing about the characters. And it's going to be interesting to see where everything goes forward because Filoni's like, I'm making what I want to make and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like he yeah, has a vision and he go and, and more power to him for it. But I think it's gonna. I think it's you know. I think it's, it's very telling though. You know when you're telling a story like this that is intertwining from others, much like the Marvel universe. But in this instance, with this, you know, you not seeing a lot of the other stuff, it hurt your viewing experience. And I think it's gonna be Do very interesting feel- to see what happens going forward with, with this storyline. But the episode itself, feel, I mean, I love, I mean, what, what, do I feel what? Do you feel that this character that you're seeing is the character you watched in those previous shows? Ah- Ahsoka. Okay. She's Ahsoka. definitely changed. I mean, she's, she's a lot older now. She's been through some shit. <laughs> she definitely got more personality in the last few episodes. Yes, she, she did. Yes, fair enough. Yeah. Um. All right. What'd you like about it? Uh, okay, there's some good fighting. There, there was the fight, some good fighting. Yeah, the fight scenes were great. The, the fight scenes were amazing. I love the zombie stormtroopers. I got such a kick out of that scene. Yeah. I love what Ahsoka's like. Has this happened before? <laughs> like that was great. I thought that was well, awesome. And- Thrawn's basically like, um, can you please bring them back to life, right? The witches bring them. Yeah. Like, are they yeah. – I thought they weren't regular people and the witches brought them back. They weren't already zombies, right? Like the, no, 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 no. He's like, I need a little help here, and they're like, yeah. No, they they, they tapped into a very sadistic side of the force and, and yeah. reanimated them. Um, and they made Morgan yeah, Ellis the reason- a witch. For a little but she while. didn't last very long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so the reason I had you watch the, the, those three episodes, because yeah. um, they're on that the Mor- the Mortis planet, and the, the the Mortis God, they want Anakin to join them and be balanced, and he's like, yeah, no, I'm good, I'm going, you know, I'm leaving, we're leaving here, mm-hmm. I'm going back, and everything. And the brother is very, I want to say evil, because they're kind of like they're not they're 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 all kind of supposed to be kind of neutral, but represent different sides of the Force. Uh, well, they're light and dark, and the right? Yeah. Now, the reason, because at the end there, when we see um, Balin um, standing on the mountain, there's 
three mountain sculpture looking of the board oh, of yeah. gods. Of course, oh, was, and the daughter thought, was missing, her, and, and the daughter was missing I her thought, head. So, when we saw those three sculptures, the Mount Rushmore of the planet they're on, right? I thought it was a sculpture of himself. His name is Balin Scroll, right? Balin Scroll. Yeah. No, um, those were the Mortis gods that, that, that were in those thought, episodes that you watched. I thought it was himself, and I'm like, this is why he wants to stay here, because they worship him. But no, no was that being, was the father, yeah. the brother, and the sister, and, and the chopped-off head yep. was the sister. So did you recognize yep. him immediately when you saw them? Yep. Absolutely. As I did Yeah, Artie and I both looked at each other and were like, what the hell is going on here? Um and that owl, the owl, Ahsoka, when she sees the owl, mm-hmm. that's the owl from that episode, those episodes that started following mm. her around after they went to that yes. planet. So the, so the fact that the owl is there, immediately I start going, okay, I, I see where this might be going. Um, right. Um, and this is not the same planet, and it's very, very far away from that planet, right? So I'm wondering... If, you know, we see Ahsoka and um, Sabine on that planet, and they're, like, stuck there they're now, stuck but I'm there. wondering if how the, yeah. the, if the Mortis gods are going to play into it for them to get off that planet. Right. And, and Ahsoka has not seen those sculptures, but she should recognize them immediately when she sees them next season, probably. Well, this was supposed to be one and done, but now I'm feeling like... I, I, I don't feel like it's set up a movie. I feel like it's set up a second season. Because that movie yeah, is that, that's, not in that's the works in the big, yet. That movie's not written. It's not being shot, right? I mean, the actors are still on strike. The writers just came back. But it's been in yeah, the that's, plans. That's been the big question. That, you know, because a lot of people think it's supposed to be one and done. And I feel like it could be depending on... You know, I mean, depending on how large the movie's going to be and what happens in uh, Mandalorian Season 4. Yeah. I think that this needs a second season because it did not make me want to see a movie. I think there's not enough there there. And this did not set it up that I can't wait to see the movie, which is not written. We're probably two years away from a movie. We could probably get a second season of TV a lot. Faster, I think we're right? I think we're further I think we're further away from the movie than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think oh, I, I just looked it up. It was called The Jedi, The Witch, and the Warlord, which was kind of hilarious. Yeah, like that great was, name. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I I don't know. I, so the fighting, yes, I like the fighting. I did feel, you know, there are some things about this. So Balin Skrull and his, what's the girl's name? That That's his apprentice. Her name is Shira. Shiva, um, Shin. Gina. Shin. Shin. Um, Shin. I think they got kind of dropped. Like they, they, they figured a lot in the first few episodes and they were not seen at all. And then they show up in this last scene. Um, you know, I guess... We see them in front of the sculpture heads, which I misunderstood who they were. I thought Mount Rushmore was himself, but whatever. They gave us a reason, a motivation for him to have been, like, 
doing this. Like he, he, I guess now that you explained who those heads are, he's a, he has some information. He either is a servant of them or he's part of that. He's got a reason to be on this planet, right? Um, he had a whole reason why he wants this to, uh, I don't know what he wants, but it, it gave him some motivation. But they were kind of dropped, and they were pretty good characters. Like, I, I like them. I mean, I don't like them. They're not good people, but I like them as characters. I think right. maybe they were more interesting villains than Thrawn was just, did you find Thrawn compelling? Or was it because you know Thrawn from previous stuff that you've seen? Because I found Thrawn I to be kind of boring. It, it's because of previous stuff, because he really didn't do a lot. No, he just, like, walked like around I, and was like, yes, kill yeah. them. Yeah, but that's, you know, it's like I said that last week, Thrawn is is more a devious behind-the-scenes person as opposed to Vader, yeah. who who is the person that you have to look out for. <laughs> It's it's a different type of uh, fear. But yeah, I mean, as for, for people that don't know how, how dangerous Thrawn is, um, he he didn't really do much in these couple episodes. He didn't. He, I mean, he's evil only like he's scary only because the characters kept saying he like Ahsoka and Hera, basically Hera, person who's always yeah. like Thrawn bad, Thrawn bad, Thrawn bad. And everyone's like, oh, Hera, he's dead. He's like, no, he's not. Um, and that's the only reason. He didn't do anything. He didn't exhibit any – does he have powers? Can he control the Force? Because no. all he did was stand no. around in his suit no. and be like – so So he's, he's just, more like he's a, a mortal, regular humanoid mortal. Um, yeah. and, and he basically didn't do anything except be like, I don't care if you kill people. Like, he didn't kill anyone. He didn't fight. He didn't – he didn't do anything. And we never learned what the cargo is, right? Like, there's all this cargo that's being, like, like he's taking cargo onto his giant ship. There's cargo on the planet that he's taking on a ship, and he flies away, and we never learn what it is, right? Do you know what it is? Do you have an idea what it is? Or is it because I don't know what's going on, or do you not know what it is either? No, I have no idea. He's got something up his sleeve, though. And it's a lot. Like, we saw a lot of crates coming on, right? It's not like he's like, let me get yeah. this one, let me get this one. That guy in the cartoon looks like a bat. Like, the dark, the son who was the dark side looked like a bat, right? Whatever. It's not like he's picking up a person. He's picking up all this stuff or whatever. So we don't know what that is, which I guess I wish they would have given me a little bit more of what Thrawn is up to, so I could feel like he's a good villain. And he never had a good speech. Like, like, like I'm trying to think of, like, like Giancarlo Esposito, Esposito in, like, The Mandalorian is, like, so great at being evil, right? Thrawn was... Yeah, Thrawn is much more subdued. He's much more subdued. And he's like an evil military genius, right? He's like the greatest general or yeah. the last general left from the – I mean, I, yeah. I guess maybe as I'm thinking back on this show, what he is is he's the last remaining general and therefore has the power to activate all these like not, – they're not sleeper agents, but all these like sympathizers who are living throughout the republic. 
like, when he comes, they could, like, jump to his aid, right? Maybe that's yeah. what the danger is with him. Um, and I guess maybe what this show lacked that I think, like, Andor did very well and some other shows do very well is this idea of, like, you and I have talked about the Empire Office Edition, the way, like, the Empire has all these people that are, like, working in various offices and and – we saw a little of it, but, like, they have the yeah. potential to really cause trouble. Like, we didn't really see that. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I just... I, All right. To me, Ahsoka is also but, not a hero that I... Like, I don't... Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a Sorry, lot of... Sorry, I can't because, love it more. No, no and that's that's quite right. I mean, it just goes to show that and you're, 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 you're not the minority in it. I believe a lot of people, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that aren't familiar with the characters probably felt very similar to the way you did. Yeah. Did you and Artie love it so. all along? I mean, you yeah. excited to see yeah, it Yeah, we loved next? it all along. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. did send Ezra home, sort of, right? Like, Ezra, I think he gets onto Thrawn's ship, and that's how he's getting home. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then he goes back to wherever the heck everybody else was. Yep, and meanwhile, Ahsoka and Sabine are left on this planet with no way to get home. Yeah, with tittle crab people. Yeah, but I'm guessing that the whales will come back, although they traveled in a ship in the whale's mouth. I don't know that a human could travel in a whale's mouth, but... Well, that's why I I think the Mortis gods are going to play some kind of part in it. Otherwise, why why even (laughs) bring them up? Yeah. So okay. Okay. So I know we're trying to close up here, but Mortis gods. Yeah. We're calling them. They're the Mortis gods. But basically, they're super force users, right? Like all this god and magic stuff is really the force. Like they came from the episodes I watched. Their planet was basically the center of the force in the entire universe. It was a place where the force yeah. like was concentrated. The right? strongest. Yep. And so they're basically the most powerful force users, right? They're not gods. It's all the force. No, but they're... Right? Yeah, but they're... Because they live on this planet, they basically are gods. <laughs> right. So kind of like when River Song was conceived on the TARDIS, um, she got Time Lord DNA. So them living on this planet, they kind of got not force DNA, but they have ultra force power in a way that other yeah. people don't, I guess. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. So, all right. Huh. All right. Well, we'll have to wait and see how this plays out. Yep. So you want to do an invasion or the changeling? Um, how about invasion? I forgot we had these two. I thought we were almost done. I would have shut up faster. Sorry. How about invasion? <laughs> um, all right. Two storylines in invasion. Uh, one is Anisha trying to save Sarah, who's been kidnapped by as it turns out, the army. And the other story lot, main storyline is Rose and Trayvon on the army base, and there's some kids on the side, right? Kids in France on the side. Um, yep. I, this episode, I thought, was a little more of moving things forward rather than it was about, like, anything really happening, right? This is moving people into place. This is pieces on the chessboard moving around, I felt like. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because um, this was episode seven. 
Yeah. And there's it's called I forget, um, there's, I forget if there's eight or there's ten. There's ten. There's ten. All right. So so the changeling is eight then. So the changeling ends yeah. this week. Yeah. Um I really like Sarah and Trayvon as a as a yeah, duo. As a dynamic duo, right? Trevante, that's his name, not Trayvon, Trevante and Rose. Like, I like their their dynamic together, and I like the way she sort of grounds him. Like, he's like, conspiracy this, conspiracy that, and she's like, dude, my husband is missing. Like, these are people I know. Let's try to figure this out, right? I, I, I... And is this the episode where they have this moment where they go to stay with, they're on the run, they go to her sister-in-law, Who's like, I kind of hate you, yeah. but you can stay in my house. Yeah. And they had that moment where they hold hands, but I didn't think it was romantic holding hands. I, I didn't felt either. it was like. Yeah, no, I didn't take it as know? romantic either. It's like we're scared holding hands, kind of, right? Yeah. Or or just kind of like, I, you know, I'm here for you. Like they're yeah. there for they're each getting, other. They're getting closer and closer, but not at – and granted, like she says in this episode, like, like she's like, oh, yeah, he's my husband, but he's her estranged husband. Like, she cares about him, but she doesn't yeah. love him necessarily, right? Um, right. But I don't I don't see them as a romantic couple, at least not yet. No, I don't either. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the base? Like, like uh, – yeah, I don't know by what's the way, down Trevante, there. <laughs> by the way, Trevante is the last competent person in the military. Like, I cannot believe in this episode how many people sneak onto military bases, like, in every scene. <laughs> yeah, we had like, two in this episode. Yeah, Trevante sneaks in, and also uh, Anisha and her gang sneak in. Well, At least the guy. They didn't really sneak, they distracted no. Although I love the scene where she drives the car in and the guy's yelling at me, he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, drawing you all to one place. Like, that was a yep. really, um, I, yeah, I did like great. that later in the episode, that guy admits, he's like, oh, yeah, well, basically all the leaders just left us here by ourselves. And I'm like, I'm basically nobody who is in charge of this military yeah. base, right? Like, I kind of like that, but he admitted, like, you only got in here because I'm a loser, but, uh, I'm inexperienced. Um, uh, are they in Oklahoma? They're in o- Is Anisha in Oklahoma now also? Tremonte's in Oklahoma. No, but that's, they're not in Oklahoma, but that's where they're headed because that's where that map they found where they think they oh, took where Sarah. Oh, where daughter, they think Sarah's in yeah. Oklahoma, which is interesting because yeah. in the beginning so. of the episode, in the beginning of the season, Anisha was in British Columbia. Yeah. So that's a pretty long – well, and of course, in the beginning of the episode, um, Cervante was in Miami. Both of them are driving, like, all yeah. the way across the country to get where they're going. Um, yeah, which ends in the same place. Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought I, – I liked the Anisha part. Um, this is also the episode where everybody's, like – all the all people in the movement who are a little wishy washy are like, We're not hanging out we're not going after your kid. We keep getting killed. We're not losing any more people. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And Clark's like, Anisha, talk to them and she gives this speech where she basically says, like, Thank yeah. you for like you guys have changed me like 
she has a moment of development there, I think, where she might be opening up a little. I also wonder, do you think she and Clark maybe at some point might get together? Like, he seems to really um, like her. I'm not seeing any real sparks between them yet. Um, I, 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 You know, I kind of hope they don't because, like, every show doesn't have to ship everybody. You're right. Like, let's put right. it this way. I'm I'm feeling some one-sided chemistry from Mia and Misky. I think it's pretty obvious that Mia oh, definitely my, yeah. is, is fun. Oh, she's hot um, Misky, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not really feeling it with Anisha. I don't think – I think I think a romantic entanglement is the last thing on Anisha's mind. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I everything's do. been so crazy for her. I don't think yeah, that that's I, even – I mean, is it something that could kind of suddenly happen? Maybe. Um, I, I don't do. really get the feeling that he's, like, hot for her other than I think, he, I think he's intrigued by her, definitely, <laughs> and he likes yeah. her as a person. Yeah. I do think I saw a moment – so um, when Anisha's giving her sort of speech and she's like, oh, you know, uh, I was in med school, the doctor tells a story about being in med school, and then she tells about, like, how – when I met you in the movement, you changed, blah, blah, and they come around. And I do think there was this moment where, where they show Luke looking at her, and I, I thought maybe there was this moment where Luke maybe hated his mother a little less or liked his mother. I don't know if he hates her, but, it, I mean, he's a regular 12-year-old. But there, I thought I saw a moment where he, like, maybe admired her or softened towards her or, like, I don't know. I thought maybe, like, if Anisha can open up more to – she's so scared and she's so protective, but I think, like, in that moment that she's opening up to these people, I, I thought, like, maybe her son was coming around to her a little bit also. I don't know. I mean, Luke's kind of the worst, right? But I guess I kind of can't blame him. I don't know. Um, uh, so they go on. They got to try to find Kara somewhere. They're heading towards. They're heading towards Oklahoma, where they think Sarah was taken. Meanwhile, Trevante is trying to sneak into. He's trying to sneak. He sees. Oh, Trevante sees Sarah. Right. Trevante sneaks on and he sees Sarah's there. Right. Yeah. He's trying to sneak in and he sees she's being dragged inside. So this episode is ending with those two coming together. Meanwhile, wasn't there was were the kids did we see the didn't we see the kids in France on the side, right? Like the kids are we had this yeah. whole like mm-hmm. tween bond. Yeah, we're going to have a little love triangle. We're going to have a little love triangle over there cuz uh um mm-hmm. Cass and what's Monty. the face there? They kissed. Oh, they kissed, yeah. Casper and yeah, and, Casper Monty, and, and Jem kissed, right? And Monty does not look happy about it. No. I mean, it's been, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, it's been kind of yeah. looking like Monty was, was liking Jem. Um, yeah. But it was a little subtle. Like, I, I, I think, it's funny, because you said, like, we just talked about two other potential, or two, two, not couples, but duos of people that we don't think is going anywhere romantically and 
and will the kids go there either? This show is not going there. And let's face it, there's very little breathing room for other couples because this show is obsessed with Mitski being like, I had the greatest love affair of <laughs> ever known on the planet of Earth. And it, my love affair is the difference between humankind living and dying, right? Like she's so like that. She's so obsessed with her own love affair, and the storyline is so obsessed with that. You know, it drives me insane. Um, it's my least favorite part. That's my least favorite part. I just it doesn't always resonate with me. But I think there's no breathing room in the show for other couples. I don't think every show has to have a couple. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. I'm not a shipper um, in most ways. I did ship Sawyer and Kate a lot, but you know, in general, I'm not yeah, a shipper. Well. And I agree with you that not every not every two adult people have to move to a romantic relationship together. I totally agree with you on that. So... I guess at any rate, not a ton happened. Okay, episode. No. But we didn't see a like ton said, of, a lot of, lot of moving, a lot of moving pieces. Yeah, I mean, this episode clearly was all about getting certain people to Oklahoma. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. The there's nothing one. else. That brings us to the changeling, which you did not like. Well, this was almost entirely... I'm not sure it was a flashback. It was, this episode belonged to uh, Apollo's mother. Lillian. Um, Lillian. It, it was, I mean, it had some, there was some really great stuff going on in this episode. As, as an hour of television, there's a lot to like. As a piece of a 10-episode story, there's a bit of like, can we move it along? I agree. I thought that um, Adina Porter was amazing in the episode. Oh, no I, doubt. I felt, Absolutely. I, I, felt, I, felt, I felt like I was watching, like, a really deep play. That, that's what this, how this episode played for me. Like, I was watching a play. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought, I thought it was done beautifully. Um, we did get some answers on some things. Brian is dead. She killed him because he was Drowning, uh, trying to drown Apollo. Apollo. Yep. Um, he was actually you know, not some, a good husband. Yeah. They had there a are some marriage. parallels, some parallels with what's going on, uh, in in Apollo's life with his own child and wife. There's, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, we we learn a lot more about Lillian. And what she, you know, but you know what the, what the really weird part was that I didn't quite get when she was sitting with that person who had AIDS. Yeah. I didn't quite completely understand that whole scene. Um, but everything else, like I said, you know, but for, like you said, for a 10 episode show telling us a story, um, it answered a couple questions, but ultimately, was it needed? Um, there was, I feel like there was something else that we did learn, though, that was kind of important. So, uh, oh, that we, yeah, we learned that she went, uh, she was going to jump. 
after she killed Brian. Oh, yeah. And then she remembered the and then she remembered the promise she made to herself. And that yeah. scene played very interestingly too because Adina Porter's version of Jillian Jill, uh, says when she makes the you know when she decides not to jump and she's talking to herself as the older and younger version. And the younger version says, I'll do anything. Um, I got to take care of my baby. And then Adina Porter says kind of like in a narrator type voice, she's like, little does she know in 35 years that she won't be the one paying for her decision now or something like that. And she's like, what'd you say? And she's like, oh, I I didn't say anything. (laughs) So I was like, I was like, what exactly is going on? So it was a couple times like where it kind of like I was like confused. It was a very artistic. Yeah. Let's put it this way: it was a very artistic episode. Yeah, I am um, beautiful. So I'm just I'm not sure what that the you, story. I'm glad that you said you felt like it was like a play because that kind of helps me to articulate what I felt about it. I like I agree with you like that. It 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 felt like a play. It felt artistic. It felt like a like a one-hour kind of creative work. Um, I mean, it's creative work, but it felt like a one-hour, like a teleplay. Um, and there's a lot of her own, Lillian's own flashbacks to when her brother was killed in Uganda. Um, it kind of glosses over her journey to America, but it sort of explains why she came to America. Like, she... She explains her brother was killed, and then she's like, oh, then the regime of Idi Amin came. And, of course, like thousands or millions, I don't know how many people fled Uganda during Idi Amin's regime, and she comes to America. I I did kind of enjoy that part where she says how she wanted to be American, but she could never be American. She's like, I so wanted to be an American, but I never could. And she says a lot of things about being a woman, but also being a black woman. She's like, I couldn't talk too loud. I couldn't laugh too loud. I couldn't be too quiet. I could like, she was always walking this line of being acceptable. Like, I loved it all. I don't really know what it did for the story, right? Like, I, I loved it. And you're right. right. The reporter was incredible. And there was so much really good stuff about what it meant to be a woman immigrating to the U.S. in the 70s having a child, marrying this white man. It was great. Uh, it, what what was the point? Um, and then we get to Brian. It turns out Brian's an abusive husband. Brian, like, they just couldn't. It was weird. He was kind of sympathetic, and she almost, he was abusive, but she almost kind of, I don't want to say she excused it or she explained it, but you kind of got why they, I don't know. I know what you're and then to he say. becomes, and then he becomes a horrible person. Like they get divorced, and he's like wants his kid, and so I, I guess what happened, like it's never explained, but I, I guess it was like if you're gonna divorce me, if I can't have my kid, I'm gonna kill. Like the way the reason people killed it, like it's a horrible thing that happens. People, like he's he wants to kill Apollo to punish Lillian, right? Right. And she comes home in the middle of it. And she's got all this guilt about leaving. She left Apollo alone so many times, and that's what allowed Brian to come in and have access and try to kill him, and so she kills him and all. I don't get what that legacy means for Apollo. Who, like, So he's been having these dreams, and we get now the dream is that he might remember this. 
But the dream that he has with the blue gas and all that has nothing to do with the scene that we saw play out, right? Like, I don't get right. Apollo's memories. Well, I mean, memories are fractured, and it's in a dream form, so. Okay. Maybe it's keeping itself together. Um, I I don't get how it, I mean, how it plays into Apollo's story and how it made him who he is today. Um, how about the part? Okay, so let me come back around to the part that you're like, why was she, why was it this boy who was dying of AIDS who's in the hotel room and she sings to him and he passes away? She says earlier, like, he passed away in her arms, right? She says something about, like, I wasn't the only mother yeah. who, like, I was, um, it was very sad. One thing I didn't get, let me ask you if it's me or did you not get this? So Brian accuses Lillian of cheating on him. Brian's like, I found a receipt from the hotel, and you must have spent a night in the hotel with this, like you're cheating on me. And she's like, no, I didn't, no, I didn't. Um, And she ends up going to the same hotel. And so I didn't really get, like, did she actually go to this shitty hotel, and he found the receipt, and that's why he's mad at her? There's a she says at one point, like, I'd never been there. I think he planted the receipt on me. But why would Brian have been there? Like, what is it? Like, what is up with this hotel? Did you catch any of that? Am I making that up? Well, that's that was in it, right? No, you're not making it up. She didn't say that she'd never been there because when she first came to America, that's where she lived. Was in that hotel. Right, right. And it was a lot nicer. When she first came, it was nicer. It was like an immigrant hotel, and it was way nicer. Um, so he found a receipt, receipt from when she was, when she immigrated. I, that that was the I, I'm not sure that that part was a little confusing to me too. I'm not sure when the receipt was from or why. So. But he accuses her of spending the night or, or going to it's not the night but an hour or whatever, right? He accuses her of. Yeah. And then he becomes paranoid and jealous or whatever, right? Like, that's right. how, who knows? But the hotel, like, it circles back and forth around this hotel. I kind of didn't get that. And and it wasn't clear to me also if she, so this young man who's dying of HIV, the night, I don't know, so she kills Brian. She runs away to the hotel. She's going to kill herself. Instead, she sings a song to this young man who's dying, and then she goes back to Apollo and lives her life. Like, that's the... Well, no, she... Right? Her her older Lillian is the one that goes and sings. But, like, current now timeline Lillian goes there and sings. Yes. Yes. Current time that Lillian is the one that sits with the dying man. I think she, but I thought that was a memory to when she went there before, to the night that Brian was killed. It could be. I thought it, it, could. I thought it was a flashback. It, it, it very well could be. Um, but it and wasn't I, that same night thought, that she was going to kill herself because 
that wouldn't make any sense. Maybe that's why she went. Maybe that's what the receipt was from that night. That she, but see, no, but see, when she first gets no, to the hotel, that's the night she tried to kill Brian. That's the night she killed Brian. Right, like, and then she went to the hotel after she killed now. him, and she was going to jump. Um, right. But no, when she first when she gets there, as now Lillian, there's those guys in the hallway, and she looks in on that room, and they're like, "Don't go in there. He's contagious." I think it was a memory. I think it was a memory. I think. I think that this episode was so artistic that we don't know what happened. Me, and you know what? Very... I don't think ultimately it's not going to matter. <laughs> no, no, it's not. To me, it had a very like kind of '80s feel that this young man comes to the city. He tells a story. He gets sick. Yeah. He gets HIV. He dies. It, it's a, it's a very. I mean, that doesn't. I mean, yeah, people die now from HIV, but it, it's much less common because there's so much treatment. Um, and I thought it was a flashback to the night she came there after she killed Brian. Um, but I could be wrong. But yeah, it doesn't really matter sure. because next week is the season, next week's the season finale. And so why yes. we spent this hour here, it, it was a very great hour of Adina Porter, which we, who we love and who was fantastic. Right. And I wonder if she really sang or who sang that, but, um, what does it mean? And like, it's frustrating that last week was the whole flashback of, of, um, Emma, Emma and what happened, which to me was a, a much more frustrating episode because it wasn't good the way this was good. Right. Um, we've yeah. not spent two hours that I don't even know how it, what, what, what the hell's going on. Yeah, we haven't, yeah, yeah, we haven't seen Apollo in two hours. And we didn't, which would be fine if Emma and Lillian gave us anything, but they didn't in these last two hours. I mean, Emma's story right. kind of filled in a couple, couple gaps on her end of things, but I didn't really need her gaps filled in because it really wasn't the story that was being told at that, you know, in that juncture, like, we don't need to know. But but then again, at the same time, it does kind of put a little more of a light on Cal, too. Yeah. So, I mean, it, yeah, it, 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 it served its purpose, but it just, it wasn't the best episode. Yeah. This was so, a great episode, uh, I guess we'll but see how it, no purpose. We'll like see how it yet. ends. One more. Yep. So, nope. all right. All right. Perfect timing. We made it through all, right. all nine episodes of TV. All right. We'll be back Tuesday, but we have like four shows, three shows that we're not. Ahsoka is done. Wheel of Time is Ahsoka's, done. Yeah. So we'll have seven next week. Yeah. All right. And, all and right. one of those shows, and, and one of, uh, yeah, and Changeling is the finale for that this we'll coming week. Yeah. So. So, yeah. Our show. All right. Yep. Great. All right. All right. Have a great couple days, and I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Yeah. Have a good weekend. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, Obviously, if you're listening, you're probably downloading because nobody knew we were going to be on tonight. So, uh, and as Jamie said in the beginning, we're going to be changing uh, platforms. So keep an eye out for that on the website. And uh, enjoy the – evenings until you hear from us again. Good night.